We are the Bros Who Think Network, and you're tuned in to Anime Talk. Enjoy. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Anime Talk. My name is Lennon Burton, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Mr. Krissa SJE. Krissa, how you doing today, brother? A lot of stuff popped off in between. This is episode 31. How you doing today? Man, I'm feeling like life, life is just... I, it's unexplainable right now. So much shit happening. I don't know. I, I'm just feeling out of body, like an out of body experience right now. Like as an anime fan, just as like a nerd, because like not even just with anime shit, but like Pokemon news is going crazy. There's so much shit. I saw you, bro. Like I saw. We don't have this on the, in the docket, but I know you're excited about not only Pokemon the new game trailer, but the Digimon movie trailer. Oh my fucking god, bro! The Digimon movie trailer, like, bro, we got so much shit, like. First Did you all, enjoy I saw, it? I saw they had like little pictures first from the Digimon, like little it was preview kind of uh, promo pictures, I guess. And they had me hyped for a second, but doing that trailer hit, I was like, "Oh no, this gonna be this gonna change the fucking game." And isn't it like the end of Digimon? Uh or I like the end of, end the of Gen One for sure. Yeah, Gen One. Okay, okay. This is the end of the Gen One Digidestin. I don't Word. know what the hell happened. Because uh, I don't think I finished Try because I don't know what the hell happened to the second gen Digigestin. I think they talked about it in Try because they were in Try at the beginning. Like the, the new one when they were a little bit older. But I don't okay. know. Man. The, the new really? one, I got to go back and rewatch Try. But this I know this new, if it's a movie or a series, I know it's going like, to be hard. The little fucking the trailer was super crazy. Real, well, I'm glad you're excited. And yeah, man, it's a good time to be a nerd. I really think out of at least in this decade, I don't. Rem- I can't say when when we were growing up because I can't speak to that because I don't. I wasn't in Japan and there was no internet to know what like the world thought. But I really think this is the best year of anime at least since I've been following anime. That like, bro, there's so much stuff we've experienced so far this year, and it's just bro, starting. Summer. That's what I'm talking. Like we're about to do. This is the summer preview. We're about to review so much stuff. And like this, this we've already had Promise Neverland, we've already had Mob Psycho, we've already exactly. had like they started the year hard, and then like they kept the year going hard, and then we still don't have all we have like yet. Like Wano's just starting, we don't yeah. even have My Hero yet, and we already got like a, a a good year's worth of awards to go around. Like it's gonna be so hard to do best new best new hero because. At least for me, Tanjiro's taking it by storm right now. But like, who knows? Shinra might pop up and be the boy. Like, who knows? This is this could go on forever. You might like Emma. You might throw Emma in there. Who knows? If we're going MVP, Shigio might take it from Mob Psycho. But then, what happens when Deku comes back? Who knows? Like, this year is gonna be crazy. And then Luffy for Wano. It's insane. Like, this year is so crazy. And and that's that's just us talking about the mainstreams. Like I've been digging into the indies, my, my that cop crap shit we talked about lit. <laughs> like, Bruh, so much shit. Uh, what was the other one? It was like uh, battle, not battleship. We were tripping. Uh, uh, it's like something uh, yeah. lost in space. It started with an A. I think. Oh, astro, astro lost in space. People are talking about that. The timeline is lit about that. 
Bro, that shit went hard. I watched the first episode. Like, I watched it. I don't know. That shit go hard. Like, uh, they had another one, too. Something about Abandoned Beast. And I tried really? to watch that one, but I couldn't I couldn't fuck with that one as hard as the uh, Lost in Space one. See, they're not, there's some mids. There are some mids dropping. Like, 2019's not all hits. So let's, not, let's not go crazy. But we got a lot to get into. Let's start the news today. So, first off, we're starting with a big Akira story and just a big Katashiro Otomo story. Basically, there's a new Akira anime that's going to follow more so of the manga storyline. It's not going to be a sequel. People are attributing this to being more of the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood type thing, and the creator's going to be working on it. On top of that, he announced a new movie that's pretty much mysterious at this point, but he described it, the synopsis is it is this. The new movie Orbital Area will be the third animated feature film after Akira and Steam Boy. Otomo himself will write the original concept and screenplay, as well as design and direct the film. The plot takes place in a near future on a space colony under construction. It's an action-adventure story that follows the lives of some young boys surviving in the peculiar environment and society as they are tossed around by fate. The reality found in mankind's future will be depicted through their perspective. So... Akira's coming back. Otomo's dropping a new movie entirely. Does this excite you, Krissa? Of course, bro. This is like, the only way they could go wrong with this is if they do some like full CGI weird shit. But at the end of the day, I trust the whole vision. And I'm excited to be getting more Akira content. Because I remember always seeing uh, Akira manga in Barnes & Noble and wondering like, hold up, bro. It was just a movie. Like, how is it this much content as far as the manga was? Yeah, like they, a, a huge book. No, 100%. They've always had a lot of stuff going in the manga, like more stuff. You always see art on Tumblr and on Twitter. And like you said, the manga just has a lot more content. So I'm excited to see them dive into this. But the new movie, I don't know if you saw Steam Boy, but Steam Boy was pretty good. It wasn't like Akira level, but it was, it was just dope. I'm excited for this orbit, or, orbital area. Don't know too much about it, but it's a space thing. So I'm 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 always down to see more anime in space. So I'm 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 sold. I'm with you on this. I can't hate on this news. This is good news all the way around. For sure, bro. I can't wait to see this shit. Cause like I already know they like they we're in the era, like we're approaching the era where they're about to just start readapting. Like you're seeing the Digimon come back. You're seeing like Dragon Ball Super come back. You're seeing all these, like, you're seeing them try to do a, a Cowboy Bebop live adaptation. You're seeing, like, people pay tributes to all the old, the legendary shit and, like, really wanting to continue its legacy, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like they're really good. If they know what they have in their hands, like, they can really do this, like, right, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm with you, and, the thing, and that's a good point that you made because that is the purpose of this is to continue the legacy because he said that it's not going to be a sequel. It's not trying to trample on what he's done before. It's just to add to the lore and to, to give fans a true representation. So we got a lot to look forward to in the upcoming days and years coming from Kata Sihiro Otomo. But next yeah, up, that's we what got the fans want too. fans want that well, fans want that fan service. It's like the, you you're giving us more like, sure. As long as you make it right, keep it coming. One no, one hundred percent. Next up, we got Attack on Titan is ending after season four. I know this is not a big deal to you right now, Chris, but you could binge it and get into it. I'm excited. Season four is ending, going to be ending at the same time that the manga is ending. So it's, it's going to be dope. They're just sending it off right. And season this last season was hype. Some crazy shit happened. I know we didn't review this, but Attack on Titan fans, 
I might have to do a recap come season four because this shit is crazy right now. Man, I'm not going to lie. That's another one I'm low-key surprised is ending uh, at season four. Like, season four? Like, what about the Barnes & Noble? Again, when I see the manga, like, there's an extensive amount of Attack on Titan manga in Barnes & Noble or any kind of bookstore. They got, like, you could buy a lot of volumes. Let me look. I don't know exactly the exact number. But, like, to be ended after season four, like, aren't the episodes, like, 12 a season? Well, okay. See, the thing is, it's going to tell the complete story. And th- that's what they said. It's telling the complete story. Hold on. The episodes sometimes are 12, sometimes are, uh, like, 15. Like, this last, hold on. I'm going to tell you how much this last season was. Let me give me one second. I'm putting this. So, so season three as a whole was 22 episodes, but they split it up into two parts. So that's mm-hmm. the thing with that. Season uh, two was uh, was twenty was twelve episodes, and then season one I believe was yeah season one was twenty five. So that's about right. It's not it's not a long long series, but it's gonna be ending with the manga. I'm excited that it's gonna tell the full story. It's not like it's cutting short. So good for Attack on Titan fans and everything. I'm excited for you guys, and I'm I'm excited to see it again. Will you Man, I'm, I'm glad it's in it so I could like really binge it and get it, grasp the whole thing as like a full package. Well, that's see, that's a good thing. Now you can jump in and we can get your takes. Hopefully by season four. Hopefully you can finish all one, two, and three, and then when season four comes, if the fans can, like, request it, it. Yeah, yeah, we could we can review it. But that's all we got with Attack on Titan season four. Next up, there's a new One Piece Stampede trailer. Krissa, what did you think? You watched it. I'm not gonna lie, that it, it, it it's you know they come up with a quality, but it always shocks you every time because it's just like it's so it's so beautiful. The animation is like they're putting everything into One Piece this year for sure. Oh no, One Piece is the you could tell One Piece is the cash cow, and it's like now that it's we're out of the big three era, it's 100 percent money into One Piece. Like it's the poster child. Luffy's the kid. Like honestly. I could argue that the episode one of Wano looks just as good as the movie, if not maybe a little better. So, like, that's crazy. Stamp no, that's, gonna be, that's big facts. Like, like episode be one insane. of Wano looks crazy. So, mm-hmm. that's just the show. Wait till we see what this movie does in the story. We're getting one of uh, 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 the pirate, the villain, is basically someone from Roger's crew. So, that's cool. They're going to, like, this pirate uh, party or this all pirate island festival where they're celebrating pirates and rogers one of somebody from rogers crew is the villain we see smoker we see tashigi we see law we know more of the supernovas are going to be there we know that like law smoker luffy and some other people are going to team up to fight like this movie's gonna be insane like buggy was in there looking all crazy so i'm excited for this man that's that shit just it look amazing it's like fan service to the max I, I feel like, uh, I don't know when Gold dropped, like last year, no, it wasn't last year, but it was like, like a couple of years ago when uh, the Gold movie dropped in One Piece. And I remember when I saw that, I thought like they were taking it to the next level. Like, you know, you saw all the uh, Dragon Ball Super movies, right? Yeah. Dragon Ball Super movies, Dragon Ball Z movies. And then you get to Battle of Gods and Resurrection F, and it's like they changed the game because they always had fire movies, but they took it to that next level as far as like, that's the first... Uh, like, Battle of Gods, I think, was the first one to actually come to theaters, like, out here or in, in America. Because I don't remember all the old Broly movies coming to theaters. I, I think those was all straight to VHS. 
And if they did, it was like some fan service, like one theater showing like every blue moon, like, ooh, the theater got a copy and they're doing it for the nerds of the exactly. local town. And so, and yeah. That's because that's cause, like anime is booting up in America again, too. But at the same time in Japan, like those were big movies as well, like the Battle of the Gods, because those were located the super movies before Super was even out, like uh, Battle of the Gods and Resurrection F. Uh, no, one hundred percent. These movies do a lot for the for the anime world, and this is like exactly. And hopefully, I, I say that to one say, piece like, they, goes in the theaters. Like Toei is like really putting they're all into movies right now. Like after I saw Gold, it really separated that this era of like movies from the older era of the One Piece movies, where you get like the filler recap movies that were like reanimated, yeah. you know, like something Oof. else side filler story adventure. Like they really made Gold like into a thematic experience. And I feel like Stampede's about to be like that times five, like with the the uh, art and animation. No, I'm with you on that. And hopefully it can be in the theaters because we see My Hero in theaters. Like you said, we got Battle of Gods, Resurrection. And then we got Broly, Worldwide Release Theaters. Hopefully we can get Stampede in theaters as well. Bro, this should be a real, real, real good one. A real, this would be a real good one to be in the theaters. Like, especially their first one, like in uh, U.S. theaters anyway. I don't know if they, they had like gold and like i know it wasn't out here for sure for sure oh yeah no it was not and this is in like but one piece of step to the grand boy that's gonna be legendary <laughs> yeah that would be hella lit and that's the thing like one piece is finally at the staple like if my hero's playing here one piece should play here but speaking of my hero this news is probably the most shocking to me on the docket because not only did we get a new my hero movie poster the movie is called uh, Hero Rise, Heroes Rising, and we see Deku and uh, Bakugo on the cover. They're, 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 he, Hero Koshi's going for that Sasuke Naruto thing, but it's okay. It's a little different. And we see All Might in the middle as like the reflection, of course. They're probably going to be reflecting on this hero. But Hero Koshi came out in an interview. This is the wild shit that he said that this is the last film of My Hero Academia, but he chose those words specifically. And he was like, he felt like this is how he wanted to end this like this part of the story my hero academia so does that mean we're getting a time skip are you shocked to hear that my hero is ending so soon and like the manga is going to end at this point the manga is going to end at this point do you expect a time skip or do you think this is the end of the story with our heroes no I for sure expect a time skip if this story is like like ending that just means that we're dropping the uh academia part of it because i always you know, imagine what's going to happen to the title of the show, because I, I saw that Vigilantes came out, and I saw that they're playing with the uh, My Villain Academia kind of title or whatever. I was wondering, like, they have to eventually get out of school and graduate. And mm-hmm. I feel like they can't just end it that. It has to show them become... It has to show them, you know, reach their goal of being heroes, like real-life professional heroes, and see that era, like that that next generation. Like, they, they can't be, you know... All Might and uh, Endeavor, Endeavor or whatever, and you see everybody, like the old generation, and then it just stops before you get to see all these kids become the next generation. Like, that would be, that would be just wild. Yo, that would be the biggest letdown, and I know, I know, if I know Shonen Jump, like we know Shonen Jump, you think they're about to drop My Hero Academia, right? Like, you're a coach, you better get to work, partner. <laughs> you know For sure, about, bro. Like, <laughs> They're not about to drop this cash cow. Like, this is the first one that hit in America, like Dragon Ball Z, if not maybe 
I'm not going to say, like, look, you know what I mean when I say this. The cultural impact of Dragon Ball Z stands the test of time. But in terms of how well that this sunk up with America and Western cultures, like, zeitgeist due to the fact that we're in the superhero age, it just, it was perfect at the time. There's no way they're giving this up right now. They'd be, they'd be idiotic not to do a Shippuden or a One Piece style time skip. Right, as far as Shonen Jump, one uh, as, as far as showing the job, they got One Piece and they got My Hero. They got you know the Demon Slayers, the Black Clovers, the Promised Neverlands, but you never know what those are gonna do because so, they're so new. Like My Hero, it's actually it's, it's been around long enough to have made its stamp. This, this it can't just fizzle out like that quickly. Like some some of the the biggest shows or some of the biggest series from Shonen Jump didn't even fizzle out that quickly. Like you know we're about to have like a big a like. I imagine with Vigilantes out uh, and this coming to a close that we're going to get like this whole new universe with all these, you know, whenever they're, the time skip happens, I'm I'm assuming. Ooh. You're going to see like a bunch of new characters get introduced, like crossover characters get introduced, um, like crossover storylines. I'm glad you said that. You think they're going to fuse it? Like now it's time to see the real world with the te- with the school and like vigilantes are involved. Oh, that'd be crazy. <laughs> like they it would have. Like, you start, they start building their own universe. That would have me hooked. Like they should already. They, like I know the side anime. You know, Viz or whoever has the rights to My Hero Academia. They're about to do Vigilante. They're not gonna just not do this. They have a world in Hiroko. She knows. Like the story started off. This is why it gave me vibes akin to Naruto. And it was like I'm. I'm in it. I'm in it. I know what his goal is. Like not only is his goal to be the best hero, he said that this story is the tale of how he became the greatest hero ever. And we're going to, if like, we got to see him become the greatest hero ever. And he hasn't done it yet. Exactly. And I don't think he's going to do it until he actually takes it there. I feel like he could make that leap into becoming like a, a great hero, like a great, like a, you know, he could break through at the end of the series. And that could be like how they end the series. But I don't think he go, he's going to have his like adult kind of Naruto Shippuden, like time skip kind of version. Because oh, I can't yeah, and just, no. this shit ending like this, like with him not having a, like him still being young Deku, like young Oh, no, I'm with you. And like the spoiler that you know, I'm not going to say it on, on air, but there's a spoiler that's been out there. Like if you read the manga, you know there's something about Deku that's coming. And like, I don't see him, that coming to fruition by the time this, by the time we get that movie, which is going to be at the end of the year. So like, there's no way. And, and look, even for those who don't read the manga, you understand this. He can't control his powers right now. Like, I want to, like, he has to be fully able to control his powers before I can come here and sit and say, we're, we're even ready to be finished. Let alone the spoiler that me and you know, that's coming up. These characters, I, I feel like uh, the, the fans are going to be that ready to let these characters go anytime soon. Like, imagine how long we had shows like Naruto and how long we've had shows like One Piece. And how, how emotionally attached people are to these characters. And if, like, One Piece ended today, so many people would be, like, fucking mad. The streets would just... Like, if Naruto... Not Naruto. Uh, One Piece got bleached. And they just, like, like botched the whole series for whatever like reason. Like, Bruh, niggas is not, like, taking kindly to that. Like, niggas might literally start some war. I feel like <laughs> if that shit happened, niggas would not... They're not going. But We're the same way with the streets. Like, if you just... If you just go ahead and just take it out and just like, you know what, my hero was cool, but I'm onto some other shit. I'm gonna do my samurai eight early. It's like what? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> if you're a coach, you pull some bullshit like that. He goes. But you know what I could imagine? Hmm. 
I could low-key imagine him stopping my hero, right? Starting this like seemingly out of nowhere project. And it's tying into the My Hero universe. And then you see him start this project and then it starts tying in. And then boom, he ties that in with like the vigilantes and has like literally this big universe that's centered around My Hero. But I mean, uh, any way that it goes, like I I like your ideas with both both of those. I'm down for either one. But I'm just saying, Go Koshi started this universe and he got this title, Go Koshi. He will not continue to be the GOAT if he ends this like this because there's GOAT Oda and and, uh, Kishimoto out there and then the OG, uh, your boy, Akira Toriyama, who who made these long... series and got us to the goalpost. You can't set a goal and then just say, oh yeah, yeah, it's done. Like, I'm, I'm over it. Like, yeah, you guys thought we were seeing the tale of how Deku became the greatest hero. It just stopped a little early. No worries. And, and this like, is the thing, bro. If I know anything about Horikoshi, is that every single thing he does well, he does better than his uh, the people who inspired him. Like, I, I feel like he took all the things that made all these shows great and tried to execute them a little bit better. That's why his pacing is so good. His world building is so good. Everything is like just just the right amount. He's not like going too far into one thing. Like you, like you would see certain series in the big three or Dragon Ball Z. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like he's he's learning from all of them, and at the same time making like a new era that's very mindful of its old era, and trying its best to like right the wrongs of the old ones. Because you know we, we all know the old shit is classic, but every one of those shows has its flaws. Yeah. And, like, Horikoshi knows that. He knows, like, all the shit that made them pop, and at the same time, all the shit that made people hate on it. And he's like, nah, nigga, I'm going to make the coldest shonen of all time. Like, you can tell he's he's really trying to make some, like, legendary shit with this. It's not just a little throw-it-off series. Yeah, no, and you can tell because of how much time, not only is he putting into Midoriya, but he's putting into every one of his characters. You even see it now with, like, the villain stuff. Like, it's like what you said. He's going for it. He's making, like... He takes the One Piece world building, the Naruto love of like characters and like how Naruto's plot lines go crazy ways, as well as One Piece. It takes the power scaling of DBZ and the stuff that made DBZ great. It's like he's fusing it all together. And this and this series is really good. And like I'm with you. It'd be a shame to end it too early, but I'm excited to see if it does end like Naruto ended. I'm excited to see what my hero insert new word or if we're getting Shippuden, some Shippuden style, I'm excited to see how these characters look 18 years old, getting ready to go fight crime like Deku by himself, grown up. W- will he have a new costume? How will Bakugo look? How will your boy Todoroki look? Like, what's the gang going to be like? I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's like showing showing all these characters get built up just to not show them in action. It's like a bunch of, a bunch of build up with no drop. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay... So y- y'all started all that character building, made us super attached to these characters just to be like, all right. It's so, over. You saw them grow. Now you never got to you never get to see what they grow into. Yeah, no, that would be some bull. Like I did not watch two seasons of Deku just in- injuring himself, not to see him boot up. Like I'm sorry, like you, uh-uh, you're a coach. You didn't make me watch that for no reason. Like I got to see my guy in the streets fighting crime. Like who's it? Who's his sidekick? Like that, that's how deep I want to go. Like wh- what's popping off? Like who's the major villain? Like when is he fighting all for one? Like uh, like you know what I mean? Like when is he gonna get control of his stuff? I'm ready. Let's go. Like he, Horikoshi just built the world so much with the 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 people that are already like pro heroes. 
it's like you can't build the next generation of pro heroes and then not elaborate on it, especially when not only do we have our class to worry about, but you see other schools. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You see there's a whole, a, this is literally a whole world. And then the thing that is not, that we're going to see this season, we're going to see new classes, like different grades in the school. Like we're about to be with the big three. So like there's so like you said, there's so much that we have left to go. We meet new pro heroes, this arc, new villains. Like it's, it's this world is so built. And it's like you said, it's a superhero world. The whole world, majority of them have quirks and some of them, majority of them can't be heroes. So it's like there's a bunch of them and, we, and we're going to learn about it. So I just wanted to throw that out there to have as like an early conversation point just to let people know that my hero movie's coming. But I thought Hirokoshi made some interesting comments in that interview. For sure. No, 100%. Well, let's jump to some AX news. It was Anime Expo this past weekend. Netflix had a big... Okay, look. I have tweeted for three weeks about Netflix. Stop making 3D animation. And yeah, they're coming out with some, but I want to applaud them for some of animes that are coming out. So Netflix and Powerhouse Animation... Uh, are in the studio that's popularly behind Castlevania. They take over the world with a new anime, a new original series called Seis Manos, co-created by Powerhouse Animation Studio CEO Brad Graber with writer Alvaro Rodriguez from Machete and from Dust Till Dawn. The series Seis Manos will sport a jam-packed cast of talents gearing up for a worldwide release in Netflix on in 2019. Seis Manos is currently slated to release this fall, and Netflix describes Seis Manos as set in Mexico in in the 1970s area, Seismanos centers on three orphan martial artist warriors who join forces with a DEA agent and a Mexico, Mexican federal to uh, federal to battle for justice after their beloved mentor is murdered on the streets of their tiny border town. I, they, they released a clip for this, Chris. I didn't get you the clip because I couldn't find it. Like once I saw it on Twitter, I don't know if it got taken down or whatever. But the clip looked dope. I don't know how you feel about the description the of this, but I can. Looks kind of tight. Like the, I'm seeing the the promotional art right now, and that looks kind of like that looks kind of crazy. It reminds me of like something like early 2000s. It reminds me of some early 2000s like action shit. Bro, it, it, it's a fusion of anime 2D with American superhero cartoon 2D. Like that, like it looks exactly. like Batman Beyond ish esque. Like, but like more so like the like the, the early Batman cartoons. That's the kind of vibe I'm getting from it. It looks like raw as hell. No, I'm excited for this. And like it, the action in the in the, the little clip was gory AF. It looked like they had spikes going through this. It looks like there's demons in this world going through their chest and like all, all this, this crazy martial arts. So I'm super excited for this. Netflix going back to 2D, props to them. But also from creator LaShawn Thomas, who worked on the Boondocks, the Cannon Busters anime, which we talked about early in this in the year of, of anime talk, back when it was like just starting, it was supposed to come out last year, but it got pushed back. It's finally finished, and they dropped a trailer. It's well, like they at AX, they dropped like a video. It was also on Twitter. I couldn't find the. It wasn't on any like blogs or anything, and it looked dope. And you've seen the art for this, Krista, and it's coming out in. August of this year, net so another one to the slate of of it's this crazy sure anime with Philly the Kid. You see it, Cannon Busters? Yes, that shit looks super cold. So, and and that looks in. And I've always said we need more anime in the vein of Black Lagoon, Trigon, and Cowboy Bebop. And boy, do I think Lashawn Thomas 
give gave us that plus with a little boondocks vibe because he's because he worked on the boondocks and this is like his range and i'm excited to see him fuse american culture with some anime for sure that's gonna look legendary so this could be this could be Netflix could have a big year in anime this year. How do you feel about Netflix's upcoming slate to to go along with this big year in 2019? I know one thing about Netflix is that they got hits and they got misses. I'm excited for the hits. I know they're gonna have some misses, but as long as they keep supplying the hits, I'll excuse the misses. That's what I'm saying. If they hit on like let's say Sace Monos and Cannon Busters are hits. They can give me. They can give me like four 3D animations that fail this year. As long as those two are hits, I'm cool with it. Yeah, because then I got the option to just not watch them shits. They just. They, <laughs> you think about it, bro. It's like they're in charge of everything. So it's like they see what the people want. They have to do what. I'm not saying they have to do what the people want, but they have to like cater to an audience that's that's paying for them. Because people, they why would they just waste money on something people ain't gonna watch? So yeah. when they dabble in things, like they drop the heat and then they see we like the heat and they drop the mid and pe- they see people react to it poorly. So they know what to invest their money in and what not to invest their money in. Well, but they need to learn because like huh, Netflix is, me and Schubert talk a lot about this on Bros. Binge. They're, they're losing money right now and they, they, they're they starting to cut back. So hopefully they realize that people aren't watching that 3D animation crap and, the, and then they can listen to Twitter and stop putting money into that and put money into more things like what LaShawn Thomas has and more mm-hmm. things like Sace Monos, these 2D animation styles that people love. And see, the thing with Netflix is, right, they're trying to kill the game with like the Netflix originals. And that could be a good idea, but at the same time, that could work against them because people want to watch shit like Hulu because it has everything, the newest episodes. Like I could literally go on Hulu and watch Demon Slayer, Promise Neverland, when it drops, like as it comes out. I could go watch, uh, I don't think I could watch Vinland Saga. I don't think I could watch uh, certain stuff. Like I don't know if, I, if they had Fire Force, but they definitely had. No, uh, see, Dr. we're Stone. like, see right now, in, in like before, this new season, when we were in spring and winter uh, of 2019, the streaming wars didn't affect uh, us in this environment of watching shows because everything was on Hulu, everything was on VRV, everything was on Crunchyroll. But see, now that we're in the summer, the streaming wars are in full effect. Bro, when I tell you it's so hard for me to watch shit, like Dr. Stone, Crunchyroll exclusive, Fire Force, Crunchyroll, ex- Crunchyroll and VRV exclusive, Vinland Saga, Amazon exclusive. Like, what is, like, we're in the streaming wars, this anime battles are heating up. Like, Hulu doesn't have anything right now except Copcraft. And I'm like, what's going on? They got some of the stuff, but they got some of the stuff that just isn't, that isn't exclusive. Because they got a lot of exclusives and then they got a lot of ones that just drop everywhere. Like, I remember whenever Promise Neverland came out, like, that was on Funimation. Uh, See, that's Sur- one that's everywhere, exactly. Like Demon Slayers on Hulu and the Funimation app, yep. Fire Force. Like literally, I I know Fire Force will be a banger because like they had the the dub out the same day the sub drop. I was like, what the fuck? Or the next day, I was like, nigga, I know they don't have episode one uh, dub out. Wait, so Fire Force is on Hulu, bro. Fire Force is on Hulu, and the Fire Force dub is on Funimation. Real? See, okay, wait. So okay, so then Doctor Stone's not on Hulu then. I, I thought I watched Dr. Stone on Hulu. I don't know what the fuck I watched Dr. Stone on. Wait, one of because one of them isn't on Hulu right now. Oh, wait, no, Fire Force is not on Hulu, bro. It okay, might so Fire Fun- Force is only on Funimation. Yeah, it's only on Funimation app. It's not on Hulu. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, because Fire got the Force is on... The sub. Oh, okay, because see, I know Fire Force... Never sub had. Exclu- 
sub exclusive is on uh, VRV and Doctor Stone not on Hulu either. What the fuck? What did I watch? Yep. That's, that's probably on Funimation too. I gotta check. But see, that's interesting. So on the if you're a Funimation app person like Chris, so you can get all this. But if you're like me, who rocked the Hulu VRV vibe, you got a VRV hat holding it down for Doctor Stone and, and Fire Force. But I don't know if you're a Hulu person if you can get that. Also, Vinland Saga, Amazon exclusive. I know you had to trap out the grapevine for that one. It's animated that bitch. I'm not yeah, I was about to say, I know that's what, that's what I'm saying, trapping out the bandwidth. I know you trapped out for that one. I had, I had to do that. Because that one was 100% only on Amazon. And I was like, ooh, no, this I is where. I searched that one to see if that was anywhere, and I couldn't find that bitch nowhere. No, like, well, am- no, what that means. Amazon is in, so the streaming wars are in a full effect in summer season. It didn't hit us before. Know, you don't got Amazon, right? No, I do. See, that's how I watch Dororo too. Like I, I, I was, I was watching Dororo in like Vinland, and like Amazon has like this cool on the sneak, am, like anime collection. All they need is like two to three more hits, and Amazon's gonna be a contender because they like that's the thing right now. They haven't released any misses. Like unlike Netflix, they're not putting they're not wasting money. They're like putting money into like big IP that's like the low key stuff, and they're taking chances. Like Vinland Saga, that's a big chance, but it's a it's gonna it's a hit. They took this one called Inuashiki. Yeah, it was three D animation, but they blended it and it worked. Dope yeah, in the story. Was crazy. I, I, like, I just watched episode one, but it was looking crazy from episode like one. The, the, where that's the, that's where if anybody is a trippy red fan, where he samples in bang, where you hear the bang bang, it's from that shit. That anime is insane. And then they have they had um Dororo. So Amazon is killing it on the sneak. Like, don't be surprised if Netflix starts to fumble. We see Amazon come up because they have the money to do it. Jeff Bezos is the richest man out there, bro. Man, I feel like. These niggas is they got to be working together or something because they got too much shit, and it's like we spending money on all of them, low key. You know what I'm saying? Because we all got different ones, but I, I feel like we all got multiple ones. It's not like we just go into one specific thing. Because I know I'm paying for like multiple services right now. I got oh Netflix, yeah, uh, Funimation. You know what I'm saying? I refuse to get everything, but like, see, that's why I don't have Funimation. I'm like you holding it down because I'm VRV game because <laughs> I can get Crunchyroll. Like they definitely do, and then and then the crazy thing is we're paying for all this, but then Shonen Jump still is making money from us. But I I, I will always keep my Viz thing because I gotta support the creators because I feel like that's the best way to because these anime companies aren't paying these creators. As if I'm buying, if I'm getting my manga subscription, my manga subscription, I know that I know it's going to the actual creators. So I, I'm not mad paying a dollar. But see, uh, Hulu and all these other niggas, they're trying to get us, bro. And that's why people, all these, all these YouTube creators and stuff, are having the conversation about if we should just illegally stream stuff. And I know we had that conversation earlier in the year, but it's like, I don't know, I don't know if I'm gonna just illegally stream stuff. Man, they should just have this service. Well, and this is the thing, bro. Illegally streaming stuff is just too fucking hard. It so really cool. is. It, it, it's a struggle if, unless you want to, you should, like viruses on your computer, the laws. <laughs> nothing, it's just—it's too much. It's—it's too—it's too much of a struggle. It's like one of those things where it's like desperation tactics. Like I can't—I can't pirate anime off my PS4, bro. I gotta. I gotta <laughs> yeah. I can't. I can't do no shit like that off my phone, bro. It's like you gotta be on some straight. Like I, I, 
I feel like there's people like that out there that just like straight bootleg. <laughs> oh yeah, on their phone, on PlayStation, everything. That's like their life. Their torrent, they like, like, the torrent, fucking the forums and shit. Just like trying to find the fucking the link. They're pirates. They got people who drop like full episodes. Like whenever Super was popping, bro, they was dropping the full sub <laughs> and Pornhub and shit. Like just yes. Like, Playable. This probably will go on anywhere to watch it before they can fucking it's like I, I do it for the convenience and to support. You know what I'm saying? Same. But at the same time, it's like they gotta they gotta get this shit a little bit more together because it is it is the streaming wars right now, and they gotta play it smart. Yeah, they do. Like, imagine if Shonen Jump just said "f all of this," we're buying our IP back and we're just making a service. Like, but see, that's where like Toonami. I blame them for not being ahead of the curve, but at least now Tsunami is hip to the fact, because we got some stories later on, about just adding anime right when they come out. They had Promised Neverland right when it got out, and they have two more that, that are coming out, like, that right. are about to join Tsunami that we're going to talk about. So, But if Tsunami had the streaming service, they could have killed it. Like, bro, if they, if, they add, if they make a streaming service today and strictly play every single thing that has been on Tsunami, sub and dub, uh, I'd pay for that. I'd pay but for that. See, but see, that's the thing. They don't. They don't have the IP rights. They just have the cable rights. That like that's where they messed up. It's too late for them. It's too. That's why they partnered with Crunchyroll to like make that's original true. content. Like they're trying to make original content for Crunchyroll so they can get into the streaming wars. But it's too late because they put all their ducks in a row behind a uh, cable. And they didn't like elevate, even though you would think Adult Swim was like this forward-thinking company, but they just didn't do it in time. Like Netflix and all these other places, like did it. So we shall see how that goes. It's time for the kids too, man. Like the teenagers growing up and like the young people, because the people that's just getting introduced to tsunami for the first time, or you know, what I'm saying people that heard about it growing up and now they really get to see the full extent of it because they they can be anime fans. Like they're oh, really getting this heat. Oh, Tsunami right now might be just as good as when we were kids, if not maybe better. Well, I don't know if we I don't know if we have this on the docket, but um the Demon Slayer, like Oh yeah, wait, wait, we'll talk about that later. That's on the docket. Bro, they like they cutting up right now. Like they just Tsunami's making the right moves. If they were to make a streaming service, they would have to have everything that they've ever premiered, dub, especially. If not, yeah. then and it's like it's like oh we got tsunami streaming service wait what they don't have dragon ball what they don't have sailor moon and that's the thing they wouldn't have that because they, they don't have they don't have the uh streaming rights but speaking Brett, of tsunami one point in time they played all shows in the big three so if you yeah. have one you could watch uh one piece naruto bleach and dragon ball come on son niggas in the <laughs> niggas go cut up with that they would love it man they would love it but next up the final story we got of the day is, is speaking of Toonami, the first season of Genlock, the Michael B. Jordan uh, Amerame, which I, I did watch the first couple of episodes. It was dope. I got hooked to some other things and I just fell off. But now that it's coming to Toonami, I'm actually going to watch it all on Toonami because it's a dubbed anime anyway. Damn, on Toonami? Yeah, it's going to be on Toonami August uh, 3rd. So coming is going to be on uh, Toonami on August 3rd. And also Demon Slayer is coming to Toonami. We don't know the date, but if Genlock's coming August 3rd, I'm assuming Demon Slayer will be coming. If not for the fall, definitely by the winter. Man, I'm excited that new generations going to get to see this. Like, like, like Demon Slayer is something that 10 years ago like, if Toonami was out, they would not be having this. Like, they wouldn't have none of the new, like, Promise Neverland, which is on there right now. They wouldn't have Hunter Hunter, 
like if you look at Toonami's track record as of late, they all they have done is continue their legacy because they already had the legacy of having the coldest shit by having Sailor Moon, Gundam Wing, Big O, uh, Dragon Ball Z. Now it's like they gotta keep going. It's like what else are they, what else are they gonna play? They gotta play the, you know, they gonna play the old hits. No, they got new hits and they like they still yeah. have to that 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 plug to bring America because like you know the, us anime nerds are doing what we do, but people who just watch TV and like casually get into anime that way, like how the fuck are they gonna know what's popping? Like how? Yeah, tsunami. The same shit over and over and over again. That's the only thing they gonna know of anime. No, and it's dope that, like you said, Toonami's, like, they had that wave when we were growing up where we got to see all the, the popping stuff of the era or the popping stuff at the time, and then it fell off. It, it fell off Adult Swim, and then when it came back, it brought those classics back, and then, but the thing was, we were watching all this new anime on Hulu and stuff, and Toonami would get it a year or two later, and then now it's like, oh, Promise Neverland just come, came out, a month later, Toonami has it. Oh, Demon Slayer's out right now? A month later, Toonami has it, or two months later, Toonami has it. Oh, Genlock just was out. Toonami's about to get it. It's just, it's finally, they're they're, it, bro. yeah, they're up to date. They find they have their. That's see, that's who Netflix kind of needs to follow. I will give Toonami credit, whereas Bandai and all these other companies we bitch about, Toonami's listening to the fans. They have their ear to the streets. Like you have to what applaud that. They're, they're actually listening to what fans are saying. They're listening to the social media responses of which animes people are liking, and they're getting the dubs of those, and they're putting it on Toonami. I got to applaud them, because that's how these other companies need to move. Yep, you're right. They, they need to like work and move like this, because just with the randomness, it's like it's, it's going to be hit or miss. But if you like it, know what the fans want, you know what the people are going to like. like. It's like the studios who picked up Promise Neverland, the studios who are like, who got their ears to the streets and like Demon Slayer? Nobody's really fucking with this. Scoop, new anime. Like we about to make this shit crazy. You foldable is like the goat for adapting Demon Slayer. I couldn't imagine it being adapted by anybody else. Seeing how good they do it. Yep, I wouldn't want it to be done by anybody else. And that's the thing. Like these companies need to see this model of listening to their fans. Like yes, you don't listen to your fans for everything. Like obviously you don't listen to your fans like uh for storyline ideas or for for things like oh. We want Luffy to go Gear 5 to be something complete. No, no, you don't listen to your fans for that dumb shit. You listen to your fans if you're if you're a company where it's like, oh, you like My Hero? Oh, okay, you like this? Well, let's give you more My Hero content, and that will make it accessible for you for on our platform. Or, oh, you yeah. like this style of video game? Let's change up our format and give you some of these, these characters you like in a video game instead of these outdated ones that we think everybody likes, but they don't like. That, like, listen to your fan base. It's like at, at, at this time, at this point in time, with uh, me myself personally being so uh, easily accessed to the internet, like I could literally just get on Twitter. If I want to know something that's happening, all I gotta do is type on the search bar or whatever I'm looking for and scroll for at least two minutes, and I'm pretty much informed about something. So for you to be a big company that gets your names in a lot of people's mouth and you're adapting anime and you're searching anime and you're searching ideas, like. Why would you create like a 3D kind of, you know, animation weird kind of shit when you see on Twitter? Nobody want to see that shit. Everybody's like pretty much against that shit. Why would you make a live adaptation Death Note when everybody's already talking shit about anime live adaptation movies? Why would you be the one to continue that cycle of shit that nobody's going to watch and people are going to talk shit on? You know what I'm saying? No, I feel you. And then like the thing is, if you do do it, 
why not why not pay homage instead of oh I'm I'm making my own thing like that's where I applaud Alita Battle Angel because it followed the IP whereas Death Note did that crazy ass they oh well, this is the director's rendition so it just depends on it like how people do things do you do it the right way and do you like do you just take heed of what the culture wants at the time so I feel like it's, it's so impossible to like to not know what the culture wants and somehow some people still do it but it's just it's bright to see some people like really adapt shit the right way it's supposed to be adapted that's the people who you really feel like got their heart in it a lot of these other people are just like oh what do these people want what how do i get their money i just don't know they're like panicking yeah and that's why i'm excited for at least netflix got a good creator in LaShawn thomas and bringing this cannon busters because i think that's gonna be a smash hit for American yeah, anime. Yeah, that one looks hard, hard, hard. I feel like that's going to change the game. That's going to be a heavily talked about one. And I'm excited for that because it's like we need that. Like when, when we get into our question, one of my answers is from that genre. And I feel like that genre has been missing in this new era of boom anime. Like there's no sci-fi epic. There's no like cowboy bebop-esque where it's like a, it's not about a hero growing up. It's about this already grown up who's like dealing with his life and we're seeing his adventures like now, like, like it's not sh- typical shonen, like in, in the Black Lagoon, as the, we're missing those. And I feel like this could be this for that generation. I feel like, I feel like that could really, it really could be like, I'm, I'm excited to see it. It just, just the visuals of it looks fucking crazy. And it, it's, and it's the, a lot of shows that don't get me like that. Like a lot of shows don't pull me in from just how visually uh, aesthetically pleasing it is and see that's the cool the cool thing is not only did he work on boondocks but after he finished that he went study in japan so he worked with like the one of the best american cartoon shows ever and then he went to go study under people in japan on how to how they make anime like this dude put his time in and i'm ex- like just knowing his history I, i'd love for him to be a guest on anime talk like when this is all said and done like that would be hella dope because that would be an interesting conversation like this dude I'm excited for his anime when it comes out in August. Definitely going to be reviewing that. Like, the schedule's jam-packed. And speaking of reviews, we got a lot to review today, Krista, my friend. We have oh, not only... Yeah, we, do. we have Samurai 8, the manga. Of course, we got to get these chapters in, because this chapter's big. Some stuff's popping, but we're not going to spend a lot of time on that. We're just going to breeze through that. I'm going to get... Because I don't. I know you couldn't watch Wano because you're not up to date. I'm going to give a brief thought just because... Wano already happened in the manga. Just going to tell the people what they thought of on um, just how it looked and everything. Then we got Vinland Saga. They dropped three episodes. We're not going to review each episode individually, but me and Chris are going to just discuss the series and, like, are we going to continue talking about it week to week? We're going to just give you guys our brief thoughts on it and if you should be watching it. Then we're going to jump into the meat of things. These shows we're going to actually review how we normally do. Demon Slayer, of course. Fire Force, which is joining the roster in Dr. Stone, because I know you want Dr. Stone to join the roster. Me and you both know what's about to happen in this story, but we're going to review it for the fans. That's how we're going to do our review section, but we do have one question before we get to all that jazz. Krista, this question is a good one. Who would be on your Mount Rushmore of anime? You have four places to put on your personal Mount Rushmore. Who would that be? Who are those four spots? This is just his favorite. This is not the best. We will do that right after me and him both answer who are our favorites. But, Chris, just for right now, who would be the four people to describe your Mount Rushmore of anime? Huh. Well, we already know, number one, Yusuke fucking Jiremeshi. 
I knew that his head would be there. He's the poster child, bro. If I could push any anime agenda to anybody, and I do, it's Yu Yu Hakusho. That's my number one anime agenda that I will always push. Uh, I'm biased. I don't like to get into arguments about it. You know what I'm saying? And it's mainly because of Yusuke Yurimeshi. Like, he's he's always going to be on my mouth brush. My mouth brush more probably the first face you see. Ooh, okay, okay. Who's next? Ah, now see, that's where it get tricky. I, I don't wanna, I don't wanna say nothing like Goku or Luffy or Naruto, cause those three are super, uh, important, especially in my life. But that's like a lot. Like if if you put one, you gotta put all. You know, either that or you you could either just pick one or the rest of them is like, it's only four heads on my Rushmore, right? Yeah, it's only four. You only get four. Ah, it's so hard, bro. I want to say Luffy so bad because I feel like out of the, out of all, I want. I, I don't know if the, they say the Forbidden Four. If the, when you speak of the Big Four, because you know it's the Big Three. But when you throw Dragon Ball in there, I want to say Luffy's my like my number one favorite. So if I had to pick somebody out of that like kind of era, I'd want to put him. Okay, so is Luffy number two? Is Luffy another I'll head? Put Luffy there? number two, man. I'm gonna have to put Luffy number two. Okay, Just so we got. I, I love Luffy so much. That dude's a, a gangster. So if we're looking, if if this is Mount Rushmore for Crystal, we have Luffy's head. No, we have Yusuke's head. Luffy's Luffy's head's like George Washington. Then we have next Luffy in that like Abraham Lincoln tucked in second head form. Who we got in that third head? Uh, either sure. I think that's I think that's Thomas Jefferson, or, or I might have switched Jefferson and. Fucking Lincoln, but who cares? It's an anime podcast. We don't give a fuck about the presence. <laughs> so who you got in that third spot? That I, I feel people will be mad. I don't have I don't have Goku as number two, and I, I pick Luffy. I don't think I'm gonna put either, anybody else on there. Interesting. I, See, I thought Goku was gonna make yours. I definitely thought. I'm that. thinking about it, bro. But Goku is more of a like. I'm. I feel like if I put Goku, I gotta put Naruto. I feel like they both. Like, I Ooh, like See, that, yeah. The main, Stands out to me. Well, then, who you got in the third, brother? Is it? Are we going to? Are we going to something more realistic? Are we going etchy because I know you got your etchy vibes. Are we? Are we putting light yagami? Where's this going? To be honest with you, since the question was asked, you know, I had to say use K, but the first name that popped in my mind was Shigeo. Like I don't know why. Like from like Mob Psycho, for some reason, like he, I've never seen a character grow on me like that before. You know what I'm saying, like. It, it was it, it was a weird reaction seeing Mob. I feel like he definitely needs to go in there because he represents something different. He represents you know your saying? young gun. Okay, I see you. I like Mob being on your list. That's what's up. But I feel like I want to have one for the new generation. And I feel like people are going to think I'm about to say Deku. People think I'm about to say Asta. You know I'm going with young Tanjiro, man. This oh, in the game. Tanjiro is on my Mount Rushmore before Goku, before all them Tanjiro. Yo, I'm pe- putting him up. People definitely going to be in your in your ass this weekend. Like, yo, Tanjiro on the Mount Rushmore. Tanjiro and Mob. Crazy. Bro, that's got, got faith. I got faith in my young boys, man. I, res- I respect it, Joe. That's a solid Mount Rushmore. So Christmas Mount Rushmore, you see, you'd see Yusuke's head, you'd see Luffy's head, you'd see uh, Mob, Mob Shigio's head, and then you'd see Tanjiro's head. Solid, solid, solid. And this is your favorite, because like, like I said, this is not the best. This is your favorite, your personal Mount Rushmore. My if I had pers- to pick a Mount Rushmore, if I had to really get like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, we're going to do that in a quick second. We're going to do that in a quick, quick second. 
we're gonna give them who we think is the face of anime's Mount Rushmore. We'll do that in a quick second. So, oh, okay, yeah. So my Mount Rushmore, of course, I have to give a gunslinger. And this was like shout out to the uh, Weed God or the the Shonen Source uh, that Twitter app. Those dudes fuck with us on Twitter. Shout out to those guys. They posted like this question of. Am I going Black Lagoon? If I had to choose between Black Lagoon, Trigon, Cowboy Bebop, and, and uh, Shampoo, which and the rest would go away, which one would you choose? And I was like, damn, bro, between Black Lagoon, Cowboy Bebop, and Trigon, like Shampoo's gone already, like that's done. But between those three, I don't know. I'm not. I feel like Spike is on the uh, the face of anime's Mount Rushmore. Like I will argue that to the death. But is he on my personal? I don't think so. And then it comes down, okay, so is it Vash or is it Ravi? As much as I love Vash, and Vash is my guy, like Vash is one of my favorite characters, so is Revy. So it's like, do I put, because I'm only putting one, because only one can go on there, but it's going to be the first slot because I love this style of anime so much. Man, for that first slot, it's my favorite. Vash's story hit me so much. I'm going Vash the Stampede as that face in the first spot. If you wouldn't have said Vash the Stampede. Yeah, no, he's definitely first spot. Revy was a close, close second to that spot because I I love that girl, man. Like, she she could get head spot number two, but I was only giving one to that that genre of anime, that style. Also, uh, Son of Bozo from Desert Punk could have easily made that two spot, too, because I love Desert Punk, man. That's my shit. Desert Punk is well. Like, Son of Bozo is such a different character from Vash, Revy, and, like, uh, Spike because he's a klutz. He's like a he's like Naruto. If Naruto stayed being that punk kid that just grew up and did some good yeah. stuff every now and again. Bro, that's but, the slept on show. No, it really is. People should check that out and, and know who sent you there, the anime talk guys. Me and Chris have both watched that show. And that's something that we both watched before we even did this show. That's, that's how you know it's good like that was in our come up days like that show is fire but next up in my spot crystal went with luffy and luffy has a special place in my heart because of how much i read one piece and like how i how i finished it but if i'm being honest luffy's not my favorite character on one piece and to be on my mount rushmore there's only one guy from the big three who holds a special 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 place in my heart naruto uzumaki uzumaki naruto he is on he's my second face on my mount rushmore I got two blondes so far. This is, this is hard. hard not to have Naruto because Naruto is literally Naruto is that fucking boy, man. Like every time I'm rewatching the series right now. Like I like I know you like I know we've been watching Bleach, but I stopped watching Bleach for a little bit. I had to take a break. I went go back and watch Naruto. It's so good. I love it. That's my show. Like uh, it's my jam. Like like everybody has their jam. Like One Piece is now my jam, but Naruto was my first jam. You know what I mean? Like that was like. Everybody who always says Dragon Ball Z was their first anime, I always look at them and I'm like, yeah, it was your first anime, but you didn't know that was an anime. You you thought that was an American cartoon. Like, you, that's that, like, eh, kids thought that was that. And then you, when you grew up, you were like, okay, wait, this is a different genre. And then you watch the Naruto's or you watch whatever else was on Toonami. And Naruto's my first, man. He's He's got to be that second head. So for the third head, it's like, all right, this is where it gets hard for me. Because it's like, do I do an OG do I do a young gun? And I had to do OG. And my OG came down to three. Yusuke Yurameshi, Lupin the third, and Goku. But 
you already know I'm not doing Goku. So honestly, it came down to Lupin and, and uh, Yusuke, and I knew you were doing Yusuke. So because, and you know, I love Yusuke like you do, but because you had Yusuke, I wanted to have a different list. And because one uh, Lupin the Third has a special place in my heart and represents this kind of anime that I love, where it's crime solving mystery and like it's it's thievery. It's not necessarily heroes and fighting. It's more so about solving a mystery and solving a murder, that type. You could have case closed in that genre. You could have beautiful bones in that genre, Bunjo stray dogs, even though there's some fighting in that. But Lupin the Third represents that, and he's the OG. Rest in peace, uh, Monkey Paw. Lupin is my third head on the uh, Mountain Rushmore. Man, I had to put, I had to do it. Had to do it, and I and I could argue that Lupin should be on the face of animes, uh, Mount Rushmore as well. But we'll get to that in a little bit. So right now we have Vash the Stampede, Naruto, and Lupin. What is the fourth one that makes up Lyndon Burton, the 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 anime lover? And this is where the fourth one is interesting because it's like, do I go back Shonen? Do I I go a, a different series? No, the fourth one. I go movie because I wanted to throw in a movie and show my love for anime movies and show how much like they are super dope and important. And if and yes, Akira, when we do this is, is I think a uh, um, homie from Akira should be in the uh, face of it. But for me, my personal one it's like ooh, do i do the guy from redline do i do the stranger from sword and the stranger no you know who i do i do jimbe from ninja scroll yes that's that's my my, my <laughs> rush more like we're going back to stampede to represent the space cowboy uh the that genre of anime the cowboy bebop style we got naruto to represent the shonen we got lupin to represent the old school and we got Jinbei to represent the movies. It was so hard not to put Roger Smith on there to make mechas. If I had a fifth spot, he would do that. But that's my four. Solid four. That's crazy. <laughs> that's, we, got, we got some, we got like two opposite spectrums. Like we got like a full spectrum, two Mount Rushmore's. Two, and, that, and that's the beauty of these anime fans. We all have different favorites. We all have different ones, and then that that's um like when people are always talking about their favorite characters, it's your favorite character. You can't argue against that because like it's what you like. Now, if, if you add, now if we switch the word from favorite to best or face of anime, let's have See, that I, conversation. I, I, need, I need goddamn I need posters of, of both of ours too. I need somebody to goddamn draw this because that would be hard. Ooh, yo, if I yo if our fans fans out there of anime talk, if you guys would love to draw Chris's Mount Rushmore. My Mount Rushmore and send that in. Yo, we'd love you. We'd shout you out and we send you some anime talk merch. Like 100%. Yeah, I'll send like, something. Like, I'll for real send him something. Like, yeah, no, like the anime talk merch is just about done. Chris has his merch from his, his music and we would send you both from him as a musician and from both of us from anime talk. And then we'd send you some, we'd just shout you out on the show. Like, if you did that, that'd be hella dope. Now, That's Chris, love, you, let's think of the four faces of anime. Oh, this is an easy one. This because okay. we know Goku's there. Like if we talk about the faces of anime, period, Goku's there. Like, yeah, Goku's yeah, no, one. yeah. He he is the first face. Like one hundred. There's a lot of people. Niggas don't even know what the fuck anime is, but they know Goku is animated. Like what's anime? Yo, that's that Goku shit. Yeah, I, I Dragon Ball Z shit. I think Spike Spiegel should be head number two. Yep. 
I feel like a hundred percent Spice Speaker should be ahead uh, number two. Now, no one else deserves it more. He he almost could have been number one. He, yeah, he really could have. But no, I'm with you. Goku by far is we know that's number one. Now for are we putting anime this movies? Are we putting an anime movie at three? Because we could do. I'm like if we're doing Akira. I don't think we put Akira. I think we put. Um, I'm trying to think of his name. I'm I'm, I'm looking it up right now because I always forget his damn name. But it's 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 um shit shit shit, shit. uh shit. it's not Tetsuo. It's can are, are we putting Canada? Uh, uh can, you Tetsuo's brother. Are we putting his face on there? Or are we putting Tetsuo's face on there? Are we not putting the face? Ah. Uh... I ain't gonna lie, man. I fucks with Tetsuo, bro. Okay, I, we can put <laughs> Tetsuo like, on there. I'm, I'm, if, I feel like he could go on there. Yeah, we could throw him on there for now as like a, a placeholder, just in case we. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he, he, he probably does earn. That. He, he probably does deserve that spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, from for anime movies, like that's the biggest of all time. Oh no, for movies, period. Like, oh yeah, he he has to go up there. And that's what and that's what I'm saying. Like we gotta include movies in the face of anime. Like Goku's definitely there. Spike's there. I think Tetsuo could be there. I'm with you. The fourth spot's the one where I just I like you could what do another shonen. You could do another shonen. You could do an old school, like I like for like face of anime because it spans decades. I would say not, not do another big three. I would say Lupin could go right here, Sailor Moon could go right here. There's so many, like, you know what I mean? Like, someone Honestly, of that caliber. I would caliber. put Sailor to have, like, some, some you know female diversity. No, I'm with you. Yes, female, like, some representation. Because, like, when you talk about, like, anime, it's like people like to think, you know, it's just a certain type. But, like, women and kids love anime just as much as adult men love anime. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, look, we got to take out Tetsuo. Shit of that. Well, then we're taking out Tetsuo. We're putting Ash. We're putting Ash and Sailor Moon at the last two say, When you think about it, because when you think about them... Like, like for a lot of people, Ash is the face of uh, anime. Sailor Moon is the face of anime. Like, there's girls I know personally who don't fuck with anime and who know I fuck with anime, but the only thing they know is Sailor Moon. Yeah, with you. That's some shit that's like, they're like, I don't fuck with anime, but I fuck with Sailor Moon. And they'd be like, okay, yeah, I fuck with Sailor Moon too. And they're like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm I'm in the Sailor Moon kind of fandom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, they're they're Moonies. That's super impactful. Like, that's one of those. Like Cowboy Bebop is one of those shows that people could not fuck with anime and fuck with Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, a certain chick, Sailor Moon, the whole aesthetic just it sells it. It sells. Part of the Sailor Force, man. The the Sailor Forces or Moonies, whatever their fan base is called. But nah, like that's a good fit. That's like a good. And when you think about it, that was like that was our childhood. Like whenever we we grew up, Goku was our face. Like we whenever we uh, like our era, we grew up, we saw Goku, and that was our nigga. But there was a bunch of. Like chickens, I was watching anime at that time on Toonami, and they was like tuning in for Sailor Moon. No, and that, and she, I think she deserves to be on Mount Rushmore. Go Spike, uh, Ash Ketchum for, to represent that era. It's of, me and, up, man. Because now I want to, I, I don't even know if Ash to be there now. No, nah, Ash got to be there, bro. Who else would be there? Ah, uh, I, I, oh, no. I, 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 I didn't stop like moving. I, but like I was thinking uh Hito from from Gundam Wing. Oh shit. To represent the mechs? Oh, no, I'm with but, you. Man, I feel like maybe cause if we had to put one to represent the mechs for sure, I feel like, like he would be the stand like one of the standouts. 
No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I feel I like, like for the first three, we should have we should have Goku, Spike, and Sailor Moon. But for the third one, it's a toss up between like Tetsuo, Ass, and uh, and from Gundam Wing. Yeah, maybe, he maybe even Lupin. I feel like that's a that's a a, a tight like talk. No, Lupin's in there. I would argue Shin Chan might be arguably in there for like that comedy for that comedy <laughs> style. Like, bro, see. Like that third Japan spot. I would argue that, like, Gintoki from uh, Gintama. No, no yep. I grew up on Shin Chan, and that shit, it made me. For that, like, for that third spot, like, that, that's the movie, the mech, the, the comedy. If, if you know any, because I know you're a slice of life guy, the most popular slice of life character would fall in that, in that line as well. Like, that third spot could be a lot of different ones depending on what you consider more important to the face of anime. That, that's this a hard one, man. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I we could just say we could just toss it up to that's the other spot. Like Sailor Moon's Spike and Goku definitely make it, but that that other spot could either be uh, Tetsuo for movies. It could be Ash Ketchum for that Monster Hunter card game style. It could be um, the, I forget his name from Gundam Wing, but to represent the mechs. And then we could have freaking Lupin to represent the old school. And, or you could have um, that last one we just said. I forget. Uh, for, for the slice of uh, Shin Chan for the comedy. Or if we have a slice of life, the most popular from Slice of Life. So it could be it could be many of those. But, Krista, we spent enough time on our, mush, our Mount Rushmore. Let's get to the reviews. Let's start with Samurai 8 real quick. Just because we've been reviewing the manga, we'll get more in depth into it next week. We'll we'll really like dive into it because I think next week is when it gets lit. But what do you think of the latest chapter? I like them more than the previous two chapters for sure. No, one hundred percent. First, I was seeing where it was leaning to, and now seeing where it's at, I'm like, okay, cool, cool. I wish this would have been. <laughs> I wish these past four chapters would have been two chapters, basically, like just tied in together. I feel like I'm I've been reading these two chapters at a time and it feels like one chapter. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Like that's how that, that's how it feels because it's going by so fast. We we see that our boy Hachimaru's getting his training together in, in, in uh, chapter eight. He he listens to his princess, and that's when he basically can get his sword straight and he can start to get his training with Dom. Pretty much this chapter, it, it's not really explaining too too much. It it just explains like, yo. All right, this is who the villain is. The villain is doing some crazy stuff in space, and Hachimaru needs to pretty much get along with his uh, princess. And we're seeing that his social skills aren't that great because he's been trapped into this locker ball and he doesn't know how to communicate with with humans. Man, I'm like, uh, this one, seeing the villain again, he just looked raw as hell. Like, yeah, uh, he did raw. So in chapter nine, we'll, we'll, like I said, we're going to dive more into this next week when we have 10 and 11. But chapter nine is pretty much Hachimaru still doing his training. He sliced through this thing. Him and his princess are getting along a little more. And basically, she's starting to look for the locker balls because that's how you determine where samurais are. And that's what the princess's job is because they have to protect these locker balls so people bandits don't steal them or other samurai don't steal them and that's with uh Duarma in her her princess's samurai was her princess uh 
teacher samurai was telling her and we see that she sees hachimaru's light and she sees it's really strong and that makes her get really into hachimaru and dwarma's like yo bro just listen to her talk and like y'all go search for this locker ball together so y'all can uh you know build some chemistry and he's like but i don't want to protect my princesses and dorma's like no matter how much you hate her you gotta protect her and then he thinks of his pops that's a call back to that and then he realizes like all right i'm gonna protect her but then as they go on this journey him and Anne, they get along they start to realize that they like each other and stuff but then when hachimaru goes to explain his past he doesn't get into what he really is and he doesn't want to explain like his truth so he lied to her and then she ends up being like, okay, well, yeah, because I had a rough life. Like, I'm glad that I have you to carry us over the top. And then Hachimaru starts to feel bad because he's like, maybe I should have told the truth. But then it cuts to this villain who's slicing through a planet or a moon to get a locker ball. And he's coming for Hachikaku, who's Hachimaru's dad, I believe. So who's this guy? What is Hachimaru's dad doing? Uh, is Hachimaru ready? Is he going to tell the truth to Anne? He should stop lying, Krissa. Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, it's not cool that homie lied about his background. Yeah, that was that was a that wasn't a good decision. That's not how you build uh, strong relationships, bro. You That's how relationships us. crumble. He's starting. He's starting backwards, bro. He's like not doing it the way he should be doing it, bro. But but I'll say this: that's a deep part of his past. You know, he has to get to know Anne. This is like just the first time he met her. He can't just trust some bitch and say, "Oh yeah, I was attached to this thing my whole life." You gotta build some confidence, but he shouldn't have lied. He should have said, "We'll talk back. about this later." I feel like it. I feel like it definitely has to come back with him just bold face lying like that. And when oh, it comes it's back, definitely coming. I hope back. they dive a little bit deeper into it because I feel like they definitely can. Like, oh just no, the yeah. fact that he did lie says so much about his character. They could take that a lot of different ways. And then especially because she said that she had a not as easy background. Like, she, I feel like she's gonna be mad at him because it's like. You didn't know my story. You didn't trust me enough. But I feel like that's going to build their bond because it's going to be like, now you got to earn my trust back when he should have just trusted mm-hmm. her from the jump. But right. s- seeing this villain explode through a moon, bro, is Hachimaru's dead, dad dead? Like, is he in trouble? Are we going to see a character die early? Can Hachimaru ex- save his dad? Will it be Dwarma? Or can anybody stop this villain? What do you think is coming up, brother? Ah, I told you the Zabuzak arc might be here before we know it. If they kill his dad, that shit could be dark. That's just going to be wild. I don't think they're going to let him kill his dad. If so, that would be a big reason for him to boot up. Yeah, and go on his mission. Because, like, his dad's the only thing keeping him here. What's the way and to stop it? they showing his dad a lot. And I feel like that would be a crazy plot twist to, to kill his dad. Shit up. Just kill him off early, man. Get that shit over with. Because yeah, why would told his son you. be coming for his dad, too? And th- yep, there's that there's that backstory that we got to learn about Hachikaku. Is he a bad dude? We don't know. We're going to find out. But I told you that homie from chapter one, he ain't coming back. He ain't coming back. Ah, he ain't I coming back, gotta, bro. bro. We got to see him eventually <laughs> at least once. He, he ain't this boss. I still got to see him. I said, like, this, this new boss right here, he ain't the, he ain't the final boss. No, I no, no. The other homeboy ain't the final boss. But we, we I just, I, I'm a, I'm Saying, remember, you're I holding out hope. <laughs> you think he's coming back? Well, that's pretty much our thoughts on uh chapters uh eight and nine. I'm Let me just lie. I'm one of them people I, I mess with the little cover arts. This one being in color, this Ooh, one yeah, was, was dope. Like, like, I love this cover because you finally got to see. I was wondering what that would look like in color, like seeing him with the actual sword, the little spirit sword looking thing, and mm-hmm. that's 
look raw. Like I'm excited to see the anime of this. Like I love seeing the color panels because it makes me excited for when the anime drops how it's gonna look. Because we no. still kind of in this 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 world in black and white. We still not seeing the how this the world. Color palette. Yeah, how it's gonna be brought to life. It seems like he got like, a lot of purples in it. Like he's he looks a little Sasuke X. Oh yeah, for sure. And there's like this thing too that I, I did notice. Uh, the more you started seeing him travel with uh, with his princess, and they was like run around with the other the other guy, or whatever. You're starting to see the world a little bit. It wasn't super detailed, but you were starting to see how it looked a little more. Like you were starting to see more world building because from before here, you've just seen that one village you saw. The house where he stayed, and that's pretty much, if I'm not mistaken, it, it like training yeah. ground, just whatever. Like now, you actually starting to see what the world looks like. The only time you got to see the world whenever he was flying on, uh, you know, his dog. Yeah, and now right, we're gonna see how Kishimoto's drawn this out. No, I'm with you. I I like this as well. Can't wait to continue our review of Samurai Eight. Real quick for everybody watching Wano, look, you're in for a treat. It looks like a movie. The first episode really dived into uh, Zoro pretty much because we get to see that uh, we see Zoro Juro. We see that King, uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but we see that every member of the Straw Hat has a job and a designation in Wano because it, it, Wano represents feudal Japan. The government, the, this island is not connected to the government and they have to keep a low profile because of some stuff going on. I'm not going to spoil it because Chris ain't watched it, but this episode was dope. We got to see good fighting I, from Zoro. I saw a lot of clips. Like, I didn't see a lot of shit in context, but I did see a lot of, like, action clips of, like, the Zoro shit especially. And Look, it was lit. This shit looks like movie-quality anime. I saw this, and I thought I was watching, like, Stampede uh, footage, but this is, like, from the show. Yeah, no, it, like, was, it was fire. That shit crazy, bro. So everybody watching Wano, episode one was dope. I thought the opener spoiled a lot of shit from even the manga readers. Like, they put something in that opener that was like, yo, why would you do this? This was like the climax of part of the, like, the, the first act. Like, what the hell? Why is that there? Now when people see this character, they're going to know some crazy shit's about to pop off. And then also, they spoiled something for the manga readers that we still haven't seen how this person looked. They spoiled that Sanji was going to be in his raid suit. Like, I know you saw images of Sanji in that all-black suit and was wondering, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, is this Sanji's power-up? What's going on? Like, they spoiled a lot of shit in that opener. Yeah, they, they, they don't give a fuck. They sitting there like, you know what? Okay. <laughs> we, we don't we, care. We're going, they, they even spoiled that Kaido's a dragon. Bruh, they cutting like, up right now. But One Piece, look, episode one, you guys are in for a treat, so be on the lookout for more episodes. Let's jump to Vinland. On uh, Chris, I had to trap out the bandwidth, and I watched this on Amazon. Chris, so quick thoughts on just Vinland. It went through episode one through three. I want to say this, because we got to watch three episodes. Like I told you off air, it didn't necessarily follow the manga like 100% through and through, because the first couple chapters, we see the character Thorfinn but we see him as like his grown-up form and he's doing a mission, but as he's doing this mission, he's reflecting back and then he sees the childhood stuff that we saw in episode one and through three. But I'm glad they did it this way because in the manga, I didn't understand what was going on. And now I have a full grasp of what's going on and I'm like, all right, I get it. What did you think of Vinland Saga, the first three episodes? I, I liked it so far. 
I don't love it just yet, but we didn't get into the craziness. We got a lot of craziness, but we didn't get like we just got a lot of story. You know what I'm saying? No, definitely. For the story so far, like the story is pretty cool. It has me more uh, entertained than I thought it would. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not gonna lie. I'm ready to see some like crazy, crazy action because the beginning. And, and see, that's the thing. We didn't see we where we're at right now in Vinland. That was just all straight exposition. And I'm, but and it was I'm glad set up. Like it was set up for like a, a legendary. What's to come next? Oh yeah, no, and there's gonna be some big battles because the thing is, where the manga, the manga starts off with this huge battle where Thorfinn, like the little kid that we see in the first three episodes, grown up, he has dual wielding swords and he's just killing niggas. Like he's just a, being a mercenary, just killing people. And I know that's coming up within probably the next, if not three to four episodes. Like that's because that's where you have to go from here because. That's what like that's how the manga is telling its story from his perspective of him being older. So we're just getting this backstory on his pops, and this is cool because I didn't learn this shit in in the manga when I read like the first couple chapters. So seeing his pops do all this crazy stuff, Thor's, I'm down for this. This is Game of Thrones, Vikings TV show, heavy fantasy and anime, that historical old time stuff that people dig. If you liked that style of stuff, this anime is for you. For sure, man. I thought that's I, that's why I thought I really wasn't gonna like I wasn't gonna like it as far as when I first started it. Cause when I first started it, I was hyped for it, right? And then watching the first like 10, 15 minutes of it, like, like even the first episode, because by the end of the first episode, I was kind of like, huh, okay, this is going somewhere. But for the first half of the first episode, I was like, bro, this is like this is gonna be one of those shows that's a hundred percent real life, like not no special of not saying special effects, but like no special power kind of. Yeah. This is not like shonen. This is like a a dive into like the past. Uh, Game of Thrones s like <laughs> that type vibe. But see, even Game of Thrones dives deep, deep into the fantasy. This seems like it's gonna be more realistic than anything. You know what I'm saying? Oh but, no, one hundred percent. Like I just say Game of Thrones in terms of like the sword and shield s. But you're right; it's not gonna have dragons or anything. This is straight. It's be like more realistic as far as like yeah, this is gonna be like hand to hand combat. But that makes me more excited for the combat than anything because the story and the, the regular shit is gonna move along however it moves along. But the action is what I'm here for. And I'm not gonna lie; the story seems. You know, cool with the father son kind of deal going on, but I'm not gonna lie. I, I just want to see somebody, some some Viking. Well, you, some, well, you know, he about to have to take. You you know that they gonna kill his pops. He gonna have to take yeah, revenge. Gonna have, so like gonna that's have. gonna be Liddy. He's just gonna be a mercenary killing nigga. So I'm excited for that. And also, I gotta applaud this uh, Vinland because we always complain about 3D animation and this thing is taking a cue from Demon Slayer and blending 3D animation and 2D pretty well. Like, I gotta give them credit for that. They, like, it, it, it blended pretty well. I feel like they're finally starting to get it right. Like, I feel like they're finally being like, okay, look, if we're gonna use it, like, we got all this fire technology, we just got kind of a little, little ahead of the, a little ahead of ourselves. We got heavy handed. too hard. Let's yeah. just, let's just dabble and see what we can do at first and see how we can make this look cold and then we can start, you know, Going crazy, and like use they like I like how Demon Slayer and this is using they use it just for the action, whereas like and they're making it blend the right way. It's like you said, we're finally getting a grasp of this technology. Now we know how to use it. What would you would you say you're going to continue watching Vinland Saga? And if you're going to tell people to watch it, like on a scale of definitely go watch it. Maybe uh yeah you should probably okay so definitely go watch it. Yeah you should go watch it. Maybe go watch it. 
eh, don't go watch it. Where would you be at on, on that scale? As of right now, I'm definitely going to go watch it. The next one, just because I got to see what happens next. But as far as telling the people to watch it, that's going to be determined on the next three episodes they drop. Because I feel like right now, I'm in. But I don't know like if it's if it's worthy yet. You know what I'm saying? Okay, but okay. I do feel like it's very promising saying that they're giving us three episodes at a time because they're giving us enough content to last us to be like, okay, I feel like they gave us just episode one. And oh, I had yeah. Week. So two next week, I'd have been dropped it. But they gave me the first three. So I'm sitting like, okay, y'all, y- y'all got me. So if they give me another three and it's moving at the same pace, I could deal with this. Like, I really could for the story and the action if we get some fire action, which I know we're going to get it. But if the story progresses too on some Game of Thrones shit, because Game of Thrones was really good at storytelling, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of other old, like, whenever you rely on, um, they're not saying whatever you rely on, whenever you got these kind of shows that are based in real settings that have crazy like uh historical backgrounds to them you have to sell that story like it has to be the story that sells it as well as the visuals no i'm with you and and if they keep this three a clip and keep it going i think they'll have something good i'm gonna be right now i would rank it as i'd tell people yeah go see it like i'm like i told i told all my friends who like this sword and shield stuff definitely go watch it but if you're not a sword and shield person then it'd be like a all right, yeah, go see it. Like, right now, there's some political intrigue. I know there's some backstabbing. So if you like drama, yeah, go see it. But if Short and Shield's not your stuff, maybe wait a little bit, see how this builds. But Vinland Saga, I'm definitely with Chris. I'm going to be watching. So we'll got, we'll keep you guys up to date on what's to come. Now, Chris, we're going to do Demon Slayer last because we got to do two of those. Where do you want to go? Do you want to knock Dr. Stone out the way because that was pretty simple? Or do you want to dive into Fire Force? I feel like Fire Force is going to be a big discussion. So where we man, it's first? such a it, it's such a it's such a good time for anime, bro. But I, 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 let's go, let's go, Doctor Stone, because we we already know how we going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, pretty much. And and that's no that's no shot to Doctor Stone because it was great. But episode one is pretty much just the setup for what's going on in the world. Episode one, Stone World. We see that Senku in. Uh, Taiju are these two kids that are in school. It's a normal day. They're just going through school. We learn that Taiju's in love with this girl, Yahizuru, and she's trying to confess his love. And Senku's just this smart kid building stuff in science. We learn that he made gasoline. And pretty much right when uh, Taiju's about to confess his love, the whole world gets turned to stone just instantly. Boom. And then so Taiju's like turned to stone. He's going through the years and he's like, I got to stay alive. The only thing keeping him alive is trying to tell his love for Yahizuru. He's remembering things in his past. And this is something I didn't catch in the manga that I think is pretty interesting that while they were before the uh, they got turned to stone, while he was walking to school, Taiju found a bird that was transformed to stone, telling me that there's a, a conspiracy in the world that whoever turned everybody to stone practiced this week's earlier turning birds to stone. So, I, like when I saw that, I was like, "Ooh, man, this this gets me more intrigued than Doctor Stone because once Senku gets past his OG stage villain, like his first villain, that homie." Who's the dude who transformed everybody into stone? Because somebody definitely did that. That wasn't just some natural phenomenon. But we'll talk about See, that one time. That's something that intrigued me from day one. Like See, from, I didn't realize from, that. Of reading the manga. Like, not saying the exact thing with the. I know somebody had to have turned everybody into stone. There ain't no way niggas just turning into stone just randomly. I was like, that's a that's a weak plot if, like, niggas, the, the world just turned to stone and there's no explanation behind it. Because then it just feels like you blindly just going through. But I feel like for sure. There has to be 
because th- his main goal is to like bring back, you know, science. Uh, yeah, yeah, to bring back science and just bring the world back to civilization, like bring civilization back to life and bring, you know, shit back like how it used to be. But at the same time, that's not that that admit, that that can only get him so far. Like it won't make the show. Like I feel yeah. like making the show be like getting to the reason why it happened and getting to what's going on because they might he might he might have a a, a super villain type of super genius alter like opposite personality kind of because he seems like a genius or he is a genius should i say but they might have another genius that might be uh one step ahead of him that he has to like fall out smart see this could be a a moriarty sherlock holmes type deal where it's like sherlock holmes has has his counterpart in in wits and brain yeah no that'd be interesting but the episode finishes up pretty much once uh taiju wakes up he he walks, he goes to see Yahizro, and he sees a note by her, and it says, come here, follow the, oaf, follow the river, you big oaf. He finds out that Senku was alive for six months uh, ahead of time, that he's been working on stuff. The way Senku stayed alive was he was counting the seconds, and basically they're 3,700 years in the future. They're in the year 5,000. All the civilization has like turned back to the Stone Age, and Senku has to rebuild and the first episode is them trying to make the nitrate to uh, re um, to I guess unstone the people to bring them back to life, and that's pretty much showing how they were going to do this through science. They made wine, they distilled wine, and they went through the process of that. They were picking mushrooms. We see Senku telling Taiju with mushrooms to eat and whatnot. Just the first episode setting up this world and showing what they have to do, and that was pretty much episode one. Chris, what did you think of episode one? I know you knew the story. Did it live up to the hype of like how you expected it to look animated? It did, because I was terrified when I saw the first trailer, just because I wanted it to look perfect, and it looked perfect. Like I got everything I wanted to see. You, you got to see the world before everything got turned to stone. You got to see... Uh, you, you basically got to see... Everything from you know the first like what two or one or two chapters, yeah. Uh, but the same thing that sold me on the manga is what sold me on the anime. The characters, the the plot, and just what the whole premise of the show is fucking like bananas. Because I've never seen anything like this before in anime, and just the main characters are so different. Like the 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 way that they're working together. The dude's like, I'm gonna be the muscle. Uh, you know, I'm gonna be the brain. You gonna be the muscle. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like they're they're starting something that's going to be something that they could really build on for the rest of the show and build like an entertaining kind of, you know, main cast, main kind of cast and main story. Yeah, no, they're building their group and and it's building slowly. This this show, depending on how many chapters they do from the uh, manga to the anime, I'm predicting that this show won't really get popping, popping until like episode 10. Like that's when people are going to be like, all right. Dr. Stone, I get it. Like, they got a bill to Senku get into the world. It's like, cause are, you, are you caught up on Dr. Stone? Oh, no. Hell no. I'm like, uh, chapter 40 or something, maybe? But you deep in it, though. Like, he he's already, like, building stuff with, like, a crew. Oh, crew. yeah. Like, shit's going yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. Going crazy. Yeah, okay. Well, word. I didn't want to spoil it. But, but you get what I'm saying. Like, this show's not about to pick up for a while. But I, I feel like it's not going to be... It's not gonna be too long. I just feel like we have like a little quick arc to get through, like the little beginning arc, and then shit's gonna yeah. start. Because we gotta get to the point to where he's like with his, with his, with like his society stuff. You know what I mean? Like where he's building, Man, when, like 
he when he starts meeting my waifus and shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. What would you rate episode one of Doctor Stone one through five? Uh I'll give that one a good four just because I like it. It was a strong first episode. No, I'm with you. I give it a solid four because even though we I read the manga and knew the story already, it definitely sold me on everything that I love from the manga because I when, when I read chapter one, I was like, oh, I got to read chapter two. So for someone who's never heard of this story before and watched episode one, it definitely pulled you in and was like, all right, I got to watch episode two to know what's coming. I'm giving it a four as well. Beautifully animated. Like, I'm with you. Like, this, I'm people who are excited for Dr. Stone, you have reason to be excited because it's about to have a good season. Now, I feel like they don't gotta, I feel like they don't gotta put all their money into crazy animation because no, they don't. We're not about getting wild fights. We may get a fight every here, every here and there, but they're more about the story. Into, yeah, like they, they, they could put their money into the like the making it the, the, the whole world just look, look beautiful. Yep, yeah, no, I'm with you because it's like you said, they don't have fights and they're not gonna have fights for a while, so. They're going to put their money in other things, and hopefully we see that as the episodes unfold. Now let's get to the to the the one of the uh, of the review. Like, Vinland was, that was the indie. Dr. Stone was the different one in the vein of Promise Neverland. Like, we're getting in this, this new age of anime where it's like, okay, these things are really different. Now let's get into the one that's the typical shonen in Fire Force. Krista, this is the one that I like the most out of all three of these. Like... You like which which one did you like the most out of all of them? Out of all of them, uh, uh you know I gotta say Doctor Stone. That's what I was figuring. I knew I figured you were gonna rock that one. This one, this one has potential. This one definitely has potential to get me there because it reminds me of a lot of things that didn't have me until a little bit further into it. So let's jump into it. Episode one, Shinra. Uh, Kusa Kabe enlists on his first day with Special Elite Force Company 8. Shinra, a third-generation pyrokinetic who is able to produce flames from his feet, meets his fellow fellow company members and begins to fulfill his wish of becoming a hero. We find out that in this show that these people spontaneously combust and turn into fire demons. We don't know why they spontaneously combust. We just know that they do. And to combat this, the world has created this organization called the Fire Force. And what they com- uh, they're comprised of is different people who combat fire. There's a sister who prays, who doesn't have any powers. The captain of this particular crew doesn't have any powers. He's a, he's a fighter. There's a second-year pyrokinetic, which pretty much means that they can control fire through objects. There's the third year, which is Senra, who has full, complete control of, of fire and stuff. And basically, they're just trying to destroy these evil spirits and send them to the great beyond because it's this internal fire mixed with these human souls, and it turns evil. And the job of the fire force is to send the eternal fire to rest as well as the souls. And that's pretty much the explanation of what this show is. Chris, what'd you think of the animation style? What'd you think of the fights? What do you think of the premise? He's trying to become a hero because of his parents. His mom died in that fire. Yeah, I was, I was about to say that. That got me hard. Like, like that wasn't a pause. You know what I'm saying? But that got me. That, that hit me. Like, <laughs> that, I was about to say that hit me hard, bro. Like, whenever I saw that, I was like, okay, so this is what we're gonna be. This is what we're gonna be dealing with. Because I always was intrigued by the main character. What was gonna be the the you know the the character uh personality. motivations yeah and uh i feel like this is a really good one i like the fact that he smiles um through awkward weird tense situations yeah that's the that only makes... reason why he smiles because his face is stuck like that 
when, yeah. he, when he has to do when, he, when he's in awkward moments because when he was a kid. It, I, I really like that a lot. I really like the open. That was intense. Like seeing the like I, I got a lot of high hopes for this. This it reminds me of Soul Eater a lot in a way, but it seems like it's gonna be Soul Eater and uh, except like a, a something similar to that, but taking itself more serious. It you know gave me Full Metal like, Alchemist Brotherhood vibes. It really did. Like with all the conspiracy it, stuff. It might be like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, but more action packed. Mm. But it, it kind of gave me that vibe as well. But it gave me like more of a like an actiony kind of vibe because because uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is actiony, but you gotta get to the action. It's mostly yeah, story. no, for sure, no, it's definitely this mostly like story. It's, uh, it's gonna be heavy on the story, heavy on the action, and I feel like that, we didn't even meet a lot of the characters yet. Like I'm not a manga reader, so I see a lot of these uh, potential main cast characters, and I want to see them get dived into more. Oh, and they definitely the, like the explanation I gave would is pretty much. Like, I gave a little bit more into, like, what the next episode is going to be doing. Because they didn't explain the pyrokinetic. They didn't explain, like, they, they had a text bubble that said the captain had no powers. But you don't know why. Like, they explained that all in the next episode. And you meet the, the homie with the uh, lightsaber that you see in the uh, in the preview. This was pretty much just the episode to introduce you to Shinra. And we meet the other characters next. But in terms of animation, I must say, bravo to this show. Because... The stuff they was doing with Shinra and his feet moving at super speed, that stuff looked beautiful. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. This was animated uh hella good. They throwing some some hella budget into this. It's looking it's looking right, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I wasn't complaining the whole time I seen it. Like the whole episode front to back was aesthetically beautiful. Uh they didn't have any weak points. Like every time you showed the the combustion with the demons, it uh, or fire demon things, it was always like whew. That's intense. Yeah. No, 100 percent I'm with you on that. What would you rate episode one of Fire Force one through five? Uh one through five. I I would go with another solid four for this one. Just because it started off hard. Like it gave you a good start, but I'm more excited of where it's going. Like this seemed like a really good first episode. And the reason why I say Dr. Stone is my fa- uh my favorite episode this uh, this week is because, you know, it hit me a, a certain way. But this one, to me, I think uh, this show has more potential to uh, skyrocket into something different. I'm not saying skyrocket into something different, but skyrocket, uh, skyrocket into something crazy. Yeah, it, it'll hit you later on down the line. Exactly. Like I had tweeted uh, people like going crazy over Fire Force right now. And I, I was saying that not to shit on Fire Force, but to be like, look, it's episode one. If I know anything, I know that, you know, this type of show, it it's going to hit hard, not at episode one. Because episode one, they just introduce you to the character, introduce you to what they're about to do. It's like, it's, it got a little bit more world building to go. But, like, they did all they had to uh, do as far as showing you what the show was about to be about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they gave so, you a good taste. Exactly. So now it's about to, like, I feel like episode two, three, we're going to be getting into it. Ain't going to be no Buku exp- exposition we're going to be getting to it. And you go kind of see the characters and the characters are going to unfold as you see them act because the main one you're following is Shinra, but everybody else is going to get exposed to, I feel like we're going to be seeing it through his point of view, kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like through our own point of view, but we're going to be following him. Oh yeah, no, we definitely, the characters. We're definitely going to be following him, but we're going to learn about the next, like episode two, we're going to learn about his rival. 
Like we're gonna meet the homie with the with the lightsaber. We're gonna start learning more about Maki, the girl who's the pyrokinetic. We're gonna learn more about the captain, and then see episode three. The, we're gonna start getting into it. Like yeah, they, I read, the, I read the first the four or five chapters three, for sure. I feel like they're not gonna take long before they just get in the field. Like oh no, no, this no, 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 no. like that kind of show. Like this seems like this is gonna be like you know heavy on the action. And yeah, they have to train, but it's not as much as like for example where Demon Slayer. Tanjiro was a normal human, and then he had to train to be a Demon Slayer a core member, and we got to see that. Whereas this, Shinra's already left the, the boot camp. Like, we didn't have to see him as a kid go through boot camp to get out of the Fire Force Academy. Now he's joining the Fire Force team. We're just seeing him already on the Fire Force team, and he might have to train here or there to boost his powers, but it wasn't like with Tanjiro where he went from normal human to demon core. No, this is like we're already getting an established Fire Force soldier. You know what I mean? So, like, it's not as much as, as, as some other series. So, it's like you said, we could boot up early. I'm giving it a 4.2. The animation was crazy. I loved the, how they did the combustion stuff. And I really loved how it looked. And this gave me hope because, like with Demon Slayer, I stopped reading Fire Force because I was like, yo, I got to see this animated. And they, they gave me hope and they gave me excitement and they made me assured on my decision like you made the right choice now keep watching it and just wait because you got good stuff coming Man, i'm not gonna lie file force is one of those ones i'm glad i uh i didn't read and it's I, I've, I've thought about picking it up the past few trips to a bookstore you know what i'm saying I've, I've been looking at them because i've been like what's the hype about should i start it but uh this is one of the ones I low key, I'm gonna be watching them every week. This is one of those ones I wish they'd have just gave me the whole season because this is something I could easily sit down and just binge in one sitting because it's like something that could just, I feel like it's gonna uh, skyrocket pretty fast if, as far as they go, they're about to dive in. And like, this to me was super good, but it felt like a tease for what they're about to do. I feel like they're about to dive in and they were just like showing you what they're about to dive into. Mm-hmm. See, your problem with it is you want more. And not even saying I want more, because for episode one, it was a great episode one. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it was just episode one. Like, now I'm sitting there like, ooh, I need two to get yeah. there so we can get three. Because whenever we dive into it, dive into it, is whenever it's going to start getting to the 4.5, 4.6, 4.7s. But I feel like this series is going to be full of those. I feel like we're not going to have too many weak. Just for the fact that the pacing is they're diving in super quick. You could tell. They're, they're like, not even... It's gonna waste time with him not having, like how you said, we're not gonna get those crazy, uh, tangible training arcs where you turn something from nothing to something. It's like you got something, and uh, they're just gonna elaborate on that. Yeah, they're just gonna build on it. This is one that yeah, could be up. Part. Yep, and this could be one that could be up for competition for new best new series because, like you said, if they really just dive into it and keep the money into it from the animation. It's going to be good. But speaking of best new series, let's jump into one of the ones that is the hottest new series of 2019, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yabu, season one, episode 13, something more important to life. Every time the Kogai, the master of the house, plays his Tazumi, the room spins and Tanjiro struggles. The... uh, Debilitated by the fractured bones he sustained in his previous battle, Tanjiro tries to fire himself up as he desperately fights on, but he's overwhelmed by the Kogai's blood demon art. Will he find a way to slice off the Kogai's head? And he does. He creates a new uh, breathing move based upon the techniques that he knows to compensate for his broken ribs. And with his new technique, he cuts the demon's head off and he he destroys the... the, 
the demon who plays the Tazumi, but in Tanjiro fashion. And this is what makes Tanjiro a great hero because he's compassionate to all these demons he kills because he realized they didn't necessarily either know what they were doing or they're consumed by rage and he feels bad for them. He tells this demon what he always wanted to hear was that his blood demon art was beautiful and this demon was able to go in peace. I thought that was a beautiful moment from Tanjiro. But the crux of this episode is pretty much at the end where we see the homies gathering together. We see Inosuke trying to beat up uh, Zenitsu and Zenitsu's protecting Tanjiro's box to the death and basically... Uh, that's how the episode ends with uh, Zenitsu just getting beat up for uh, Tanjiro's box, and Tanjiro's about to have to step in and do something, or in those cases, going to kill Zenitsu. Crystal, what did you think of episode 13, something more important than life? From a perspective of not seeing episode 15 or whatever episode is after this one, uh, from from the episode, from the perspective of you know just seeing that and ending on that point, I was like, shit about to go down. First of all, I fuck with Zenitsu hard as hell. Just for the fact that he was protecting that box with his life. Like, like, bruh, Inosuke was fucking him up, son. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, he was. <laughs> bruh, Inosuke is a ruthless-ass nigga. And that that had me thinking Inosuke was going to be like this asshole, kind of villainous kind of character. Like, whenever I saw him do that, I was like, bruh, really? Is he and, about to be gang? Uh, Tanjiro, yeah, I was sitting there like, bruh, he might not even be gang. I'm sitting there like, he might just be... He might be like the rival. That yeah, like anti-hero. Yeah, exactly. Like on some Gary Oak shit. Like every time you see him, he's not necessarily a villain, but he's just in there. He's just like, bitch, fuck you. Like yeah. on some like on some like cocky, just like we not we, we cool, but nigga, I'm not trying to kill you, but like nigga, you just in my way. Like I'm a gangster nigga. Like I don't need nobody. Like five like, for you. <laughs> exactly. Like how eventually they 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 stopped being button heads, but they were never like necessarily like close, close. It was like yeah. a rivalry, like a close rivalry. Uh, like Vegeta and Goku is like a friendship, a rivalry friendship. But uh, at the end of the day, like at the end of that episode specifically, I was uh, at the edge of my seat because I'm sitting there like, oh shit, like what is Tanjiro about to do to this dude, bro? Like you already know he about to give him that work. And it, But the thing is, he looks like he's strong himself. When I saw him kill that demon earlier, like the demons was giving Tanjiro trouble and this dude, like the roots, the room spinning and he's running, cutting people head off, chopping their arms off. Like he was out of that building fairly easily. Yeah, Tanjiro has Tanjiro has broken bones. We don't know if Inos at this point in the episode, we don't know if Inosuke has anything wrong with him. He's looking healthy. Bro, Inosuke's out here like slaughtering. Like whenever he was killing that demon, like he caught his body before, like an episode before Tanjiro. And when he killed the other demon, he just like did it so effortlessly, quickly, and he was laugh like he laughed his way through it. And I thought that was so like hilarious. Like he just like ah, just like murking shit, like not even thinking about it. And then the next episode, you see him. He's like beating the fuck out of his knees. So it's like, bro, you made such a, a strong first impression on me. And it's like now I'm looking at you like, damn, son, really? Like, I thought you was cool. I thought you was about to be like, I thought you about to be squad. I thought it was about to be a lot more to him with the the fact that he was like, nah, son, this box. I know it's in that box. Like, if he gonna protect the box, he gonna get beat up too. Like, it, it just is what it is. I'm not playing this shit. Like, I don't care. No exceptions. Like, I, I live by a certain code. And yeah. If y'all break that, take that box. He gonna get beat up too. I told him to fight me. He ain't want to fight me, so he's still gonna get beat up. Like it is and, what it is. And that's crazy because at episode thirteen, if you don't know what's coming next, you really are like, damn. I thought that Nosuke was about to be gang. Everybody on the internet is talking about him being gang. He don't look like he's about to be gang. Yeah, he so looks like see. He's about to be like not gang for sure. 
and I can see how everybody could think that. What would you rate episode 13, one through five? Episode 13, I give it a good 4.5 because it was hitting hard as far as uh, the action. Mm-hmm. Uh, feels it hits you in the feels a little bit at least twice with the uh, with the the demon dying and you saw he wasn't necessarily uh, like how you say it, he wasn't uh, conscious of right and wrong and what he would and the decisions he was making and shit he was just being a demon like trying to get somebody to appreciate his art and that was like you know the feels then you got to see the whole Jenny uh, to get his ass with. For the uh, for Tanjiro in his box, and that's like another whole feels like, oh, that's a you definitely squad, yeah. No, I'm with you, I'm ranking this a solid 4.3, 4.4. I loved it. And another thing that I love is about this, I loved everything you said. And then you see when it comes to that demon who's playing the Suzumi, and this was like something that was mentioned like three or four times, but it wasn't like highlighted to be like oh, yeah, we're going to keep this in the foreground. We're just going to say this a lot in the background. So it's like maybe if people are paying attention, they'll remember it and they'll be like, okay, this is something I got to pay attention to. But the fact that they kept saying that he was a former member of the 12 uh, lower moons, that's the, the Kazuki of of of, uh, of Muzan, that's coming up, seeing how that demon was part of this gang. Like who are these 12 members of – who are these 12 – upper and lower moons that are part of Muzan's clique. Like, why was this guy taken out of it? Like, he has this stuff on his eye with an X through it, meaning that he's not longer a part of it. Who are the dudes that replaced him? Like, like there's this special type of human blood that you eat. Like, all that stuff was in the background, like, just preparing you for when we dive into Muzan's clique. So I'm with you. This is a 4.4. I can't wait to see Muzan's clique if this is, like, the throwaway because this nigga was giving Tanjiro that work. And of course, he does have broken ribs. Whenever you see Tanjiro fully shake back, hopefully he can fully shake back. I don't want to see this dude just keep getting in fights. Busted, yeah. fight for the whole next arc because he's hurt from the last arc or the last big fight. I want to see this dude actually heal and get cold to where he's not like getting these crazy wounds that's like making him at a disadvantage whenever he runs around. Well, yeah, with no, that, he gonna... I think he's good now. Yeah, he's going to heal up and then we're going to see him take a sand approach where like he heals up, he gets a little stronger because he heals up, you know what I mean? It has that anime, typical of him chilling out. And speaking of him chilling out, episode 14, the house with the Wisteria family crest. After a desperate fight to the death, Tanjiro prevails over the Kogai. He exits the house to find Zenitsu, who has escaped earlier, but in that he sees the strange circumstance before him, the battered Zenitsu holding the box containing Nezuko in his arms, while the man with the boar's head mask stands in with the two Nichin swords drawn. Tanjiro, as we said, he sees this happening. Uh, is about to strike Zenitsu. Tanjiro runs over with a breath attack. This is how you know Tanjiro is serious. He took a breath and straight up punched him, broke Inosuke's ribs, broke four or five of his ribs, straight up punched him to the side and he gave him this big explanation like we're demon slayers you shouldn't be doing this we gotta be better than this but Inosuke being Inosuke was like oh we can't fight with swords I'm gonna fight you with my hands and I'm gonna whoop your ass and they straight up start hooking and then Tanjiro kind of wins the fight kind of doesn't well no he does win the fight because he headbutts him and he's in Inosuke's mask falls off and they see Inosuke has a very feminine face but he's still a boy, and they're like, who's this weird-looking, girly boy-looking dude who just wants to fight all the time? And Nosuke is like, nah, bro, we still hook him, but then the, his concussion t- takes strike, and he passes out, and Tanjiro wins the fight. He's foaming from the mouth. He wakes up. 
And they and they start talking. We see moments of them like, all right, this is their wild card. Like we're, we're getting gang feels. Like we're starting to feel like, okay, this dude's part of the clique. And then as they're uh, leaving the, the the kids from the last battle, they, they, uh, the the bird creature tells them to go down the mountain. And as they're going down the mountain, they're pretty much going to this area called the Wisteria uh, Clinic where it's these people who were saved by the Demon Corps. Their family protects other Demon Corps members, Demon Hunter members for free. And they go in there and they're getting their rest up. They're getting healed up. Like you said, it's time for them to rest before they go on their next mission. And as they're all laying down, they're becoming friends and whatnot. And Zenitsu's like, yo, Tanjiro, bro, we've it's been enough. I got my ass whooped. What's in the box? And Tanjiro's like, oh, okay, I'll show you what's in the box. He, he opens it and Zenitsu's getting scared. Like, what's this demon was this and as as Nezuko pops up Zenitsu gets mad because he's like Tanjiro you've been falling around with this hot hot ass girl what's going on blah 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 but whip your ass you shouldn't be with this girl just being pervy Zenitsu and it just shows like yeah this gang Anosuke forgets why he was even fighting Tanjiro he doesn't care that Nezuko's there he, he's gang too just sleeping love this episode that's pretty much how this episode ends Chris what'd you think of episode 14 bruh I, I'm gonna rate this episode higher than I rated the last episode same episode it's just because I love seeing them bond. I love seeing that, okay, this is gang now. It felt so authentic. It didn't seem forced. It, Inosuke seems like the type of just, it, it fits. Uh, Inosuke, uh, he stole the show to me. He's like my number one favorite character right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is straight comedy with or without the mask. I didn't think the mask would come off this early. Like, I honestly thought it was going to be a while before we saw the mask come off, but. Seeing it come off so early, seeing he's like a girly face dude, but he's just a crazy, like wild, you know what I'm saying? Free spirited, don't give a fuck about nothing kind of dude. He reminded me of like Luffy in a sense of like he don't care about nothing. He just like, you know, uh, free spirit kind of uh, nigga, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just wild. And then when you hear why he joined the demon or he was just like, oh yeah, some demon slayer walked up on my mountain and he thought he was stronger than me. Then I whipped his ass and found out there was this thing called Final Selection. It was like, oh, let me do this. Like, he just exactly. did it off a whim. <laughs> just randomly. And now his thing is, I want to be stronger than everybody else. And he's like, I'm just going to... I feel like he, his whole thing in the show is going to be, he's just going to be looking for new challenges and finding new challenges and trying to like, outdo himself. Yeah, and I'll do Tanjiro. New things, and, and yeah, and I'll do Tanjiro, and he will see these new goals. He's gonna find his own kind of journey. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like by trying to be the best or whatever, trying to be the strongest, he's gonna find what he wants to do after that. No, one hundred percent. Like, and those kids, one of my favorite man. His swords and his aesthetic make him stand out. And he's a straight up. We saw in his battle with Tanjiro, even though Tanjiro had broken ribs at the time, and Inosuke did as well. We saw how he moves like an animal and he really fights in that animal style and it gave Tanjiro some trouble for a little bit. Yep, that shit was gangster too. That's another reason why I like him for sure. That's another, uh, he did that little stupid ass trick where he like put his face under his legs. Yeah. Like, this dude is gonna be an interesting member of the squad and I, I, I that's the second when I, I made the decision in my head, I'm like, okay, every single member of this little crew is one of my favorites. Like everybody knows this about me. Naruto, I hate Sasuke, hate Sakura. They get on my nerves. Some of my favorite characters in that show are random ones like Rock Lee, Shikamaru. Like it's rare that I'm sitting there like, okay, yeah, I love uh Goku Krillin, Piccolo, Tien, and Yamcha. The whole squad is far. 
is like this one, every single nigga in the squad. Like even uh, Nezuko, I'm like, she's like best girl of the year award. You know what I'm saying? Yep, that's how I know I, I, I really love the show when it's like, yeah, I love Zenitsu. Yeah, I love uh, Inosuke. Of course, I love Tanjiro. But when I love Nezuko just as much as them, if not more, it's like, okay, this is a show that needs to be like reckoned with. Because this is giving me like, I'm not, I, and when I say this, I, I don't want you to be like blasphemy, but like, you'll understand when I say it. It's giving me vibes of like, I haven't liked a full cast like this since almost like Yu Yu Hakusho, where I love Botan, I love Keiko, I love Yusuke, I love Tia, I love Kurama. Not comparing these guys to them, but this is the first show in a long time where I love all four members of the game exactly. equally like, as much. Exact same way. Like, no comparing the, the shows, but as far as uh, ensemble cast, they're doing this one right. Like, this is the perfect ensemble cast. Not only do I love all the characters individually, but I personally feel like they mesh well. Like their personalities are so polar opposite. Like Zenitsu is just a coward, you know, kind of uh, scaredy cat. But at the same time, he has like this honor code. He's not about to let you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like he got beat up for that box, like just because of Tanjiro. He and he said it was just because he felt like Tanjiro was a real nigga. He's like, I'm not gonna, you know. He's like, I fucked with Tanjiro just off of the strength of when I first met him. I got this feeling about him, you know. He, yeah. He got this about him and I never heard this shit from nobody else and, and see like, I want to know what Inosuke's secret thing is like Tanjiro has secret smell uh, Zenitsu has sound I wonder if like Inosuke uh, has like all, this this wild boar sense like this, this innate like, sick like sense these, like Rock Lee ass niggas who doesn't really have like nothing going oh, on the side through strength and, and willpower Yep, it might be that. I think. I think. Yep. I. Ooh. I think he might be right. Like he might be that Rocky S guy. Cause I don't remember about Inosuke's like his thing. I don't really remember that from the manga. I was really paying attention to Tanjiro's story. And like, I don't remember if he had one. I, I think you're right. I think it might just be straight, just brute strength Rock Lee esque. Like Tanjiro got water. Uh, Zenitsu got thunder, lightning, electricity, whatever. And no skate just got, got dual swords. Yeah. So I got, got the paws and the swords, bro. He got the dual swords. If you knock the swords out of his hands, he will literally scrap with you. And that's what Dad showed me. Whenever like he was like, Oh, so you don't want to use swords? And he just started beating cool. up. I'm like, okay, this thing's savage, son. That, at that point, I was like, this dude is raw. Then when I saw his ribs broken, I was like, Oh, this nigga is raw. He just got his ribs broken and he's still going. Like Tanjiro got his ribs broken and was still trying to crawl to his sword. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> My son, but Inosuke got his ribs broken and went ah! and started hit his, yeah, like, his chest and was like, Let's go some more. Like, okay, let me drop these swords. Like, let's get it now. I'm about to whoop your ass with these. They literally had to give that boy a concussion so that boy could stop wanting to fight, bro. Like, I never seen a boy fight and just not, not care about nothing else. That was just the it was super entertaining and it just made me love that character uh, even more and it made me want to like just look forward to the dynamic of their whole squad now because you got the the kind of the perv coward you know Zenitsu type like all the different personalities that contrast each other so well it's like it's gonna be fun seeing these characters and, like, it, and it's perfect because Tanjiro's like the t like whereas in Naruto One Piece Luffy and Naruto are like really outgoing they're like the dumb ones. They're like the wild cards almost. Tanjiro's like the composed one, the think it through. Like he's like the 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 composed one. I guess that's the best way to say it. Zenitsu's the pervy one. And then the wild cards in those case. So they all fit different like 
Tanjiro has like in normal shonen shows he has side character as traits, but he's doing it in main character while while we see these other characters have main character as traits, but more so in the side character role. For sure. I, I think like, that's very. I think that's a very interesting dynamic to the show, and I think that's why I like it because Tanjiro's not a dumb character. He's smart, and like I believe it. It's like this. This this stands out because, and I, I was telling this to my girl the other day, bro. I think this was like literally like two days ago. But I was like, there's certain shows, and I'm, this is like a bold hot take for me right now. I'm not saying this is my opinion. I'm not trying to compare shows and nothing like that. But out of all the new wavy shows. Like my hero, Black Clover, all these other everything I've been watching lately, even Promise Neverland. This one, it caught me in a completely different way. Like I haven't yes. felt this way about anime in a long time. Like not saying about anime, but like I haven't had an anime do this, like make me feel this specific way. Like I'm sitting there, I feel like I'm jonesing for a new episode like crack, but not like I'm jonesing for the storyline, like how Promise Neverland had me. It's like just like I just want to see more What's of the show. Yeah. More thematic. Like every time I watch an episode of the show, I cut it off, and I just want to call somebody who's not watching it and tell them to watch it. I want yeah, like, and talk about it. This has to be on a pedestal. Like I feel like when people talk about the biggest, baddest anime, and they're comparing all these, I feel like he has to be in talks now. Like this, this whole show cannot be excluded from any kind of talk now. That's what I'm saying. I like I said, but when we were doing our ranking of like who's the next big three, I like. I, I like as much as I t- said Promise Neverland was gonna be this great show and this groundbreaking show. Emma is not at the point to where she's like a big three material, but this show it hit me in a way that like I agree with you. I haven't felt this way about anime in a long time, and it's like the only one in the new era that kind of gives me these vibes is My Hero. But My Hero does it in a different way. My Hero does it in a Naruto s way, and that's why I love it. This does it in a, in a, a way I haven't felt in a long time, and I it's it's it's. it's it's Yu Yu Hakusho s, but it's not. They're no way near in the same vein, but it just gives me those vibes, and I can't explain it. And it's like it's like brand new to a certain extent because we haven't seen like how you said like how my heroes kind of like the Naruto esque kind of. We haven't seen anything of this nature like unfold like this. Yeah, no, we really haven't. And that and the thing is, with all of our main characters, as much as I love Luffy, Naruto, Goku, they're fucking stupid. Like they're fucking oh, yeah. dumb. Like, Tanjiro is not dumb. And this is a, a breath of fresh air to have a smart main character. And he has a lot of personality, too. Like, he does. He really have, does. Like, a lot. He's, like, kind of quiet and shy. And he's quirky, too. For a main character. Like, he, he does not scream typical no. main character. But not at the at same all. time, he doesn't need to because he got Inosuke and Zenitsu to have that rambunctious kind of stupidity. Like, both of them are stupid to a certain extent. Like, both of them could be comic relief in any situation. Yeah, but exactly. at the same time, they could, like, crack down and get badass with it. Like, when I saw Zenitsu do the sleepwalking sword shit, and when I, I saw like, Nosuke with his craziness, it's like, bro, these, these fucking characters, like, they're, they're all raw in their own way. Like, Yeah, they can all hold their own weight. That's, that's a good thing about this show. And that's the thing I really find refreshing about this show, and that's why I compare it to Yu Hakusho in the same vein where every character of Yu Hakusho, when you got to a certain point, like you like you talked about, Kuabara beat up uh Biakia of the uh of the um when they were doing the tower. Uh he beat up somebody, Karama beat up somebody, Yusuke beat up somebody. They all held their own weight. And in this show, even more so because Botan and Keiko couldn't do anything, Tanjiro holds his own, Zenitsu holds his own, Inosuke holds his own, and even Nezuko holds her own. And I think that's why this show feels so 
fresh because everyone in the gang brings a a a, a trait where it's like, oh, I, I don't have to worry about you. You're not. I don't. I'm not depending on you. Like you can hold your own, and I know that when I'm done with my battle, you'll be done with yours. And I think that's an interesting dynamic to this show. What would you rate episode fourteen? Uh, the house with the Wisteria family, Chris. I'm gonna give it a good four point eight. And that's that's super high. When I say every note that this shit hit on, it hit it perfectly and it hit it hard. Like when I tell you, there are series like and like like Dragon Ball Super, for instance, right? Dragon Ball Super. A lot of the simple jokes that people would watch the show and not find funny, they hit hard to me because I know the characters. Uh, uh, I'm emotionally attached to the characters. So when shit happens, like, I literally laugh out loud. Like, you know how some people will watch some funny shit and they'll see some funny shit and kind of, like, be like, that's funny. But then I go, like, literally laugh. Like, laugh, yeah. This shit be having me, like, oh, my God. Like, I'm, like, talking to the TV. Like, I'm watching, like, some shit that I've been watching for years that has me emotionally involved. Like, I'm, like, emotionally invested in this to the point where I don't miss one second, one one uh frame of this show. Like, this shit has me literally engulfed in it. Like, and I'm like that with My Hero and other shows, but this one, I'm, like, immersed in it. You know what I'm saying? No, like, I feel especially you. with this episode. Like, this episode had me, it hit every point. It hit my laugh, it hit my gasp, it hit my, you know what I'm saying? The action. That's how I, that's how I know this is a good show. My girlfriend, and she, you, know, you know, she don't watch none of this anime stuff. She walked in on me watching Demon Slayer, and she actually kept watching it and was like, yo, this is pretty dope. Like, Because, like, the humor was funny, and, like, that's how you, it's just a good show. And they just and Ufotable did a good job with the animation. The story's great. Demon Slayer's the shit, man. It really is. It's like, this is it's, the thing. They, took, they, they had a lot of good animation in the beginning, and now I feel like they can relax on animation because the story is here. It's slowing down, yeah. <laughs> put that money to the big scenes and because they showed us they could do beautiful yeah <laughs> i feel like it's gonna get more beautiful too but now they can like really go hard with everything else no i'm with you i'm ranking episode 14 a solid four seven i'm with you it's high like it's close to a four five if they had like another fight that would have been it could have been a five but this episode hit on all notes for me and i'm loving demon slayer man i can't wait to see where it go like i can't wait to see what happens for the rest of the season because i'm really digging it and i hope they catch up to where i was because i would love to see some of the action but that's pretty much all the time we have for episode 31 of hashtag anime talk jam-packed episode we reviewed samurai 8 we reviewed vinland we think you guys should check that out if you like sword and shield stuff it, it's a it it's a good story. We reviewed Wano telling you for One Piece fans, it's super dope. We reviewed Fire Force. We reviewed Dr. Stone. We reviewed Demon Slayer. Jam-packed episode with all the notes, as well as giving you who we think are our Mount Rushmore's of anime, as well as who we think is the face of, of all anime Mount Rushmore. Krista, tell the people where they can find you out on social media after this jam-packed episode. Man, y'all can find me at Chris SJE, you know what I'm saying? Everywhere, you know what I'm saying? If y'all in New Orleans, y'all can find me at MechaCon. Uh, yeah. Uh, just for the listeners that's out of Louisiana, just, bro, stay tuned, bro. I'm trying to take this shit on the road. I'm really about to hit every single anime convention I could hit and try to touch as many of y'all as possible. So just stay up to date. We're about to see what's up with y'all. Bro, I'm super excited for MechaCon. I'm trying to think of if I'm going to cosplay. Like, am I going to do it? Like, Because if I'm going to do it, I got to do it. And the thing is, like, black characters, how many people can we cosplay as? Like, like I try to make it authentic. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be getting into it if I'm going to do it. For real, for real. 
Like, I always want to like, cosplay, but it's just piecing everything together and trying to pick the right person. It's like, to make it realistic, it's like, I, if, if, if people know what I look like and see my hair, it's like, I can't be Goku. I can't be Luffy. I have all this hair. I have to put like a weird cap on or something. Bro, I wait. Be, like, fucking, I Kristen, be, can, like, I, hurt you. can I say something? You can't get us offended because of your hair? <laughs> you could pull off, yo, you could pull off Usopp 100%. I, I might be able to pull off Usopp. That's, like, 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 bands, I don't talk like about that, but that's time bad. skip Usopp. Like, I'm not, I'm not talking pre-time skip where he got the do rag on. I know I'm talking like ponytail time skip Usopp where he got the muscles in the tank. Top. Like, you can pull off that Usopp, fam. I probably could. I could. The only people I could see myself realistically pulling off cosplay is Usopp and Miss, uh, Mr. Satan, bro. Hercule. That's the only two people <laughs> I could do. So I'm, you I'm can definitely pull off Hercule. But I I'm will be just, a big time with the uh, anime drip. I'm gonna have like fresh ass shirts and shit. See, that's of, what I was thinking. I'm gonna have like, an, I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna give you one of our anime talk shirts, and then I'm gonna have like some anime drip. I'm gonna probably buy me like a uh, one of the. I'm gonna buy me a new anime prop because having Sasuke's sword is dope. But I gotta give me another. I gotta give me another anime weapon, man. It's. I'm either gonna I, give I, me. I gotta get like some some uh, props too. Like I want to get like some accessories because that's the that's the main thing that's gonna really see. I, I'm getting some Patara. I gotta get me some Patara earrings, bro. It's time. Yeah, like, Patara uh, earrings is wrong. Like, like I'm gonna give me some of that. I said that on the uh, on the pod, but I had like a little Digicrest, like from Digimon, a little Digicrest necklace, bro. When I tell y'all with the Popeyes to get like some, whenever they had the little the bonus wing tater tot little combo special thing, they knew what that there, was. Like, he had somebody behind the shit, like in the kitchen. He's like, "Hey, is is that Digimon?" I was like, "Yeah, man, that's that's a Digicrest, man." He's like, "That's what's <laughs> up. I fuck with that." <laughs> and I'm like, that's why I did it. Like, I do it for me, but at the same time, I do it because it make me feel confident, make me feel a certain way, but it make me feel real good when other people catch it, and it's like something that I wouldn't think they would catch, like a Digicrest, like if I'm wearing like some weird shit and they see like recognize some anime drip. I like that. Yeah, that's a vibe. But be sure to check us out at MechaCon this year in the on the 27th of June, July, and it's the 27th and 26th or the 27th, 28th, one of those. But we're gonna be there. You can follow me at LynnBWT on Twitter. Follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. Be sure to check out all the content on the network. Be sure to follow Christopher Weeb God Updates because I know it's coming soon. Be sure to check us out at MechaCon. We thank you guys who listen every week. We hope you enjoyed our summer preview for all the new shows. And like I said, we will continue be continuing reviewing Fire Force and Dr. Stone for the remainder of the season or until we feel like it's time to drop it if one of those die off. But we don't feel like that's going to happen. So for the remainder of the summer, you can be on the lookout for us to finish Demon Slayer. We're going to be reviewing Fire Force and Dr. Stone. If there's anything else you guys, the fans, want us to review, let us know. Tweet at Chris at ChrisSJE. Tweet at me at LynnBWT. Let us know what you want us to review. If you want us to add something to the docket. If you guys like Vin Land and are like, you know what? F this, guys. You guys brought this into our lives and we started watching it. You guys got to review it. Well, we will review it. Let us know. Tell us if you want. We want to get more fan interactions and send in questions like you guys already do. But thank you for checking out episode 31. For Chris, my name is Lyndon. You guys have a great, great weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy all this new anime. And we will see you guys back in two in a week and a half or two weeks. Uh, it's every other week, every other Tuesday. But until then, enjoy yourself. Peace.